Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash The AM Movie Show. There's over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle or MP3 player. Hello listeners, welcome back. We're back, it's 2016 now, it's 2016. Woo! <laughs> I think you start every episode with a woo! Because <laughs> yeah, I was going to be excited. You did on the Christmas one as well. <laughs> How are you doing? Um, been ill. Yeah? Yeah. That's your thing? That's my thing. I've, I've got my thing, I'm not ill all the time. You are. But I've been ill between Christmas and New Year, that's why this episode is slightly late. Slightly late, yeah, so it's been a couple of weeks since we last recorded. Christmas, what, Christmas Eve? Well, the Christmas Eve we put it on. Yeah, it wasn't Christmas Eve Eve we recorded it, I think. Yeah. Um, so we were very much in the Christmas spirit. One of us had a Christmas jumper. No, no, you got No, we both had a Christmas jumper. There's five of us both had a Christmas jumper. Yeah, that's true. Uh, your TARDIS jumper. Yeah, which I've still got somewhere. Which Chris from Faces and Aces loved. Yeah. Because um, I wasn't a proper... It was either one that said I wasn't a proper um, Doctor Who fan, because I haven't got enough oh, it might have, Doctor yeah. Who... Um, no, it was it was a girl that wasn't it? Wasn't it one of the RJ? No, there was a couple of them. There was uh, I got into an argument with them. Not an argument, you know. It was a, it was a friendly debate, friendly Doctor Who banter yeah. over Twitter. Yeah. Um, what I remember then, I'll just remind people of the Twitter details. We're on at the AM Show Pod on where out the Twitter. Oh, sorry, I wasn't. You are going to get me involved in this. Yeah. You're giving me more, more warning. Okay, we're on the Twitter. I know you like when I call it the Twitter. Um, and Gmail, the AM show podcast at gmail.com. People have actually started emailing us out. Um, um, spam. Thought, yeah, spam. Porn. Penis enlargement. <laughs> <laughs> All them onto me. Yeah, they're already in your inbox. <laughs> Thank you. Um, by the way, Al, as you can tell, Al still has a bit of cough. Yes, yeah, so. so I'm not well, so I may cough. Um, there may be some cuts while I, if I have to edit well, and cut the coughing coughs fit. out. Yeah, I've got some water here. And hopefully I can get through this. I'm not sure how long I'm going to go on for. Yeah, maybe three hours like last time. <laughs> if we're not going to go on as long as last time. That was Anyone who sat down and what listened, didn't watch, listened to the entire last episode, well done. Yeah. You're better than me. We apologise. <laughs> <laughs> that was a mammoth Christmas special. Yeah, <laughs> we're not, not every episode. Is gonna, we're going to aim at least an hour. Yeah, at least an hour. We want to cover, we've got a few things to cover. Um since the first podcast, I'm sure you've been waiting in anticipation for our Jessica Jones series uh, review, I guess. Series one, because it's been so long since the... Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's been about ten series since then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Think, cast your mind back to series one. I finally watched it. I've seen it about two months ago. I sort of was saying, so my, my review is going to be very what I remember from two months ago. <clears throat> yeah, which will be a good test, really, of how memorable a series is, uh, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. Um, but first thing first, how was your Christmas and your New Year? Yeah, it was good. good? Uh, I had a good New Year, went out, got a bit... I didn't drink. I didn't drink but you drove? I drove, yeah. yeah. Some friends were drunk, drinking. Where did you go? I went to karaoke. Well, yeah, and I'm um, yet to see any videos or photographic evidence that you... There was no photographic evidence or videos of me doing karaoke. There's a reason for that. I did not do any karaoke. For the entire night, you didn't the do it? The entire night, I did not do any. That's I wasn't I well. Right. I was worse than I am now. But yeah. I was 
between Christmas and New Year. Yeah. Again, it's, <laughs> it's a good gauge. Yeah, <laughs> so I was just going to gauge who I was. <laughs> so I went out with some friends yeah. and met some people. Shout out to Mel out there, you know, if you're listening. Yeah, Mel, I, I didn't really hear from you guys all night, but, but when I did, it was, we've replaced you with someone called Mel. Mel is awesome. Hi, Mel, if you're listening. Is Mel, Mel is a man? Mel's a man, yeah. Right. Karaoke legend. Karaoke legend from, <laughs> from a little pub. Little pub in the middle of nowhere in a small town in Essex. What? So what was Mel's deal? Why, why am I... Oh, why? no, you, I can't explain it. You've, you've got to live it. You can't... Oh, right. You can't... The Mel, Mel is... is is an experience. Yes, yes, exactly. That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> you can't depict Mel, Mel with words. No, you can't. He's just awesome. Is, what, what was his kind of age? Um, retired. Retired? Older gentleman? Yeah, older gentleman. What was his songs of choice? I don't remember. Right, okay. So, <laughs> so Mel, Mel seems overrated to me. No, you can't. You can't. I still can't justify Mel with words. You got you got you have to meet him. Yeah. Yes. One okay. day you'll meet Mel. Will I? Yes. Will I though? I don't know. I don't know ever see him again. He's like one of those ships <laughs> in the night type yeah. thing. You know? So karaoke to me is probably my worst nightmare. Just wait till you're stacked though. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I do not possess the, the skills to sing. Which mm. I imagine... But no, then, not a lot of people did do karaoke. No, You've I seen guess, some of the videos of some of our friends doing karaoke. I did, yeah. And they were not very good. <laughs> no, but... No um, offence. No offence to to anyone who's listening. Maybe uh, shout out to Grant's girlfriend, Emma. Yeah. No, you're not allowed to call her a girlfriend. <laughs> Too late. And also, we've not mentioned Lauren. I noticed Lauren. that I did mention this to on New Year's Eve, that we haven't mentioned Lauren. In the podcast. In the podcast. She's the only person that we haven't really mentioned she out of that group of friends. She doesn't listen, though, so... Well, she may listen to this one, because Al might listen, and he oh, might okay. get her in. Hi, Lauren, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the uh, the AM show experience. This is more about everyone else who doesn't know who these people are. Yeah, sorry about this, everyone else. <laughs> well, I've, I've got some shout-outs of, of, you know... People who matter. Not, oh, just, not, not, not the boring shit that we know. people in our life that don't really care. Um, shout, out, shout out again to the IJ ladies. So Gail, Vicky and Carly. There um, four of them? There is four of them. One of them is yet to... Make her presence make, known. Yeah, known, she, right. she's the, the illusion in, in the <laughs> right. background. Right. But Gail, Vicky and Carly have been really supportive and retweeted us and, and tweeted us some contributions for the show, which is great. So, hi, hi, IJ ladies. They're the ones that thought we had nice accents. Yeah, but they're from Essex, so how can they think that we've got nice accents? One of them, one of them is from Essex. They're, um, they're meeting up at the weekend, actually, so they're possibly going to uh, do an audio review of something extra special. Well, I've listened to the, they've got a podcast. They're going to, they're going to, um, apparently they're going to start their own podcast in January. Well, yeah, oh, this month. Come on, come on, come ladies, on. you're a bit late. Quicker. <laughs> we expect to be guests, obviously, and shout-outs on their show. <laughs> um, Chris from Faces and Aces, LV Podcast, he's been, uh, yeah, I've been chatting with him on Twitter. He's been really helpful. He actually said if we ever come to LA and we want someone to take us round on, like, a movie um, location tour, he's the man. Give right, us a and, shout. And, and is he going to pay for our flights? Hotel? He didn't specify. Meals, drink? But I think the fact that he didn't say it means... Yes. Okay, that's, that's, that's <laughs> Thanks, Chris. <laughs> we'll send you the bill. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, th- I imagine we have to pay for our own um, flights, but, you know, maybe let us stay with him and his wife and, you know. <laughs> you inviting yourself around the house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, if Chris wants to offer, we'll consider it. Right, okay. And I offered the same back. If he ever comes to London, we'll uh, take him on a kind of a movie set tour. Where be... are we going to get to these movie sets? I don't know. But I There must... 
They must exist. Like when you yes, maybe they do exist. <laughs> in London, there must be... You must be able to do, do a tour of you do the, Harry um, Potter. The Harry Potter one. Yeah, but that's on a studio kind of outside London, isn't it? You yeah. been, have you been on that, the Harry Potter studio tour? No, I know people have been on it, but I haven't been on it myself. Yeah, me. I've been on it. Have you? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know. I know, I know other people other than you. Oh, right. I didn't even know that you'd been on it. I've been on it, yeah. I went last Christmas. Hmm. Um, it's pretty good, actually, even if you're not a massive uh, Harry Potter fan. It's interesting. You see all the props. You see the big kind of great hall hall I guess where they have the, the dinner are you even are you a fan of Harry I've Potter? seen them I, oh, okay. I know what the hall is well, well that's what you see <laughs> you looked at me like the great hall like yeah you've been there haven't you I was hoping you'd pick, pick up and run with it but, <laughs> yeah there must be a London movie tour that we can go on and maybe we could podcast live you're getting well ahead of yourself. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> we need to get to episode 10 first. <laughs> get a first guest on and then but yeah so is, is Grant going to be our first guest he wants to be and uh, he said if we get to episode 10 he will become a guest God knows what you're going to talk about cause... yeah horror films I guess There's, that's his kind of thing I guess and, and or, or suits he loves, he loves suits suits we could do a TV special I've not watched suits so I, yeah. can we get him on and he can, talk, he can explain the entire series of suits to me yeah okay I, I like suits actually we could do that um, and then uh, the guy who hosts a dad's view podcast who actually I don't know his name I apologise for that um, but he's been really helpful. He actually recommended the microphone that we are recording on right now. Just because we've got new equipment now. We're proper, we have, okay, we're getting well into this. We have equipment now. <laughs> We have a blue snowball uh, microphone. We, we're recording on a laptop for the first time, where we've, we've recently been recording on iPhones. Although, um, if that doesn't work, we may still use the... Because we are recording on the phone as well. Oh, yeah. We, we, because we are double recording here. We've got like a 3D of recording. Yeah. <laughs> we've got backup recordings. Al has set up a little kind of studio in his... Uh, I've got my light to... Um, <laughs> <laughs> he has a flashlight, which now and then he can just shine in my face. Yeah. Wants to interrogate it's me. more than a flashlight. It's a lamp. It's a lamp. but the, that, it's, got, it's got a light coming off it that... Like when you're being um, interrogated, interrogated yeah. murder or something. Yeah, because <laughs> I've got, I've got my light in it. <laughs> if I don't believe you, I'll shove a light in your eye. Okay, well I'll try not to lie about any murders. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, hopefully um, this episode sounds a little bit better than than the previous ones. You think? Well, the last one was edited by Declan. So yeah, was, uh, shout out to Declan Quinn of Tell Him Steve Dave. Um, what say you? Fame. Uh, yeah, hi Declan. That was a lot of our podcasts as well, but they're the ones. It does loads. Yeah, a lot yeah. on the Kevin Smith kind of smodcast network. Mm. That was a, that was a, a privilege actually. I, I was a bit, you know, not being a fanboy, but I was a bloody fanboy. Declan said it in our podcast. Yeah, I mean, that's um, hopefully we we can kind of afford for that to keep going. Um, we'll, we'll have to see because uh, we'll we're on a very limited budget at the moment. You're yeah. getting married this year. Yeah, I've got a lot of debts. I'm going to two stag do's, two it's weddings an to go to. Year yeah, <laughs> so maybe next year, <laughs> unless people want to give us money. Well, yeah, if if you love the show and you want to donate, let us know. <laughs> yeah. if, give if you're crazy my, enough. We'll, give me my bank details. <laughs> send, transfer it over. Any money that you want to send us, we will 100% put it into the show. But imagine or, we're not quite there. When yet. you say put it into the show, does food count? Yeah, we'll buy some alive. steaks when we, <laughs> when we podcast. Right. <laughs> It'll provide the curry for when we podcast. Um, Okay, so we're gonna. What we're gonna do tonight is we're gonna um, talk a bit about stuff we've watched over the Christmas. Oh, you didn't say how your Christmas was. Did you have a good Christmas? I had a good Christmas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, you know, I went. I spent the morning with my sister. 
afternoon with my dad. I had to think about that, who I was with. <laughs> and my dad and my brother. Right. And, uh, you know, it's quite Christmas. And then in the evening, I went to Grant's. Yeah. With his, the tradition that we discussed last time. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, there with his family. That's a busy, that's quite a busy Christmas day. Busy Christmas day, yeah. A lot of driving, driving around. Driving around. Yeah. Did it feel not quite Christmassy doing that? Did it kind of take away any of the magic, having to go to different locations? No, because um, I do it every year. I don't do that many things. Like, normally I drive to my dad's, which is about an hour from me. Right. But I do that on Christmas Day and then I drive home again, so that's two hours out of my way. This time I was probably on the road for about three, four hours driving all over the place. That's a lot. That's a lot of driving. You couldn't drink, I guess. No, but I'm not really a drinker anyway. But when you do drink... drink. When I do drink, the occasions that I do drink, I really then make up for the fact that I... And now I did think I was talking to a friend uh, just before New Year, mm. and I was saying that I didn't, I haven't drunk much over this Christmas, but I've because I've been ill. Yeah, I didn't drink Christmas Day, then I was ill from Boxing Day to about New Year's, and I'm still a bit ill now. Not that we mentioned that much. Not no. that I want any. Ill, Ill. <laughs> yeah, hashtag Ill. <Owl's> <laughs> <laughs> um, but I've not really missed drinking this year. No, no. You kind of, it's one of those things that you sort of feel like you should do at Christmas. Like, you get bottles of wine in and beers in. And yeah. So I went to a work Christmas party, I had a few drinks there, but I didn't get drunk. You drank wine, didn't you? I drank I, I red, red wine. Experience for you? Yeah, because I don't really drink wine. And I have drunk red wine in the past, and it was all right. It was just it was on the table, and it was free. It's quite a nice wine. One, one should get used to the taste of it. I gave you a bottle of wine as a present. You did? Which did you, you drink over Christmas? Did, it was nice, so that was... Not too bad. That was good, that was free, so there we go. <laughs> free wine. <Yeah. laughs> Tastes better than no wine, so yeah. So how was your Christmas day? Because you were going to go back to your old school Christmas days when you were a kid. Yeah, well, so Christmas Eve, um, we, we kind of had like a pre-Christmas day, so we went to my mum's, uh, watched The Santa Claus, which was just as good. I'd, I'd had a couple of years off of watching it, actually, so it was even better to watch. Um, cooked sausage and mash. Uh, Christmas Day? No, it was Christmas, Christmas Eve. Eve. Sorry, Christmas yeah. Eve. Because I didn't want to have two roast dinners. So sausage, mash and Brussels. Um, and then we went to the Sprouts. Panto. Sprouts. <laughs> Brussels. She had the Brussels, she had the country. There. Brussels sprouts, for those that weren't quite sure what I meant. I said Brussels. Um, <coughs> sorry. <coughs> Nice. Sorry. Are Brussels sprouts a thing in America as well? Yeah. I never see them in any movies, in any... What movies do you see about? I don't know. Oh, God. I'm, 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 Christmas movies where they have... You, you keep talking. You keep saying okay, your Christmas. So, um, <laughs> so then we went to the pantomime, which I hadn't been to the pantomime. I don't think I've ever seen a Christmas one. I used to go to the theatre when I was a kid and see, uh, you know, children's shows, the sooty show. People in America won't know what that is, but it's like a puppet Puppet show, I guess. Um, yeah, so we went to the pantomime. Uh, as soon as I sat down, a drunken mid-40s woman. Your mum. <laughs> not my mum. <laughs> she was there and drunk. But, no, she wasn't drunk. But a drunken 40-year-old woman came and sat down next to me, sloshing a glass of wine, breathing all over me. <clears throat> was, she, was she trying to get her end away? She wasn't trying to get her end away. <laughs> I don't think. She was there with her husband, who was also drunk. I think she was just one of these people that, I guess... Alcoholic. Probably an alcoholic, one of those, yeah. That felt that before the pantomime, she needed to get drunk. So I just progressively, throughout the show, was leaning to the other side right. of my armrest. And <laughs> got further and further away. Because people, some people get really into panto. Have you ever been? I've been when I was about 10, probably last time I went. 
So you know people are like, oh, no, you didn't. Oh, yes, you did. And they, he's behind you. He's behind you and they chant all, all that sort of thing. She she would do that, but then she would do her own commentary outside of that. So say the kids went, oh, no, you didn't. She would then follow that up with, you didn't. You, you didn't. You fucking didn't. <laughs> Basically, she was, a, she was a second away from saying that. So, which was funny at first, but then when she constantly kept doing it, it was kind of attracting a bit of attention. Hmm. Um, so that was annoying, but I was able to deal with her in the end. Like, you know, I got used to her. Didn't deal with her. <laughs> She's dead now. Um, but I felt really sorry for a couple of guys at the front. Because I, I guess the, the dame or... Sorry. How close were you at the front were you? you uh, About six rows back. Oh, quite um, good seats. Quite good, yeah, pretty close. So when they throw out sweets and stuff, because that's what they I do. didn't do any of that. I, I was expecting that. I was expecting you were all ready with your bag, I was ready, sweets in. I was ready to palm kids in the face <laughs> to get my sweets. Didn't happen. But there was a couple of guys in the front who... So you know the idea of the pantomime dame. Which is a bloke dressed up as a woman. Which is a man dressed up as a woman. And... Um, I guess the, this character, this man, woman, every every, every episode is, is told to kind of pick on an audience member and flirt with them. And so the, this... And you were already flirting with you. Were, I was like... You were like, yes, oh, come yeah, on, ladies, right. man. I'm looking good. I'm smelling nice. Can you see me from up there? No, she couldn't see me. So she picked... He, she picked on a guy called Simon. So basically, whenever, whenever, this, whenever she came out and said... All the ones. The children had to go, we love you, Twanky. Widow Twanky, I guess is the character's name. That's a <laughs> weird one. All the twos was adults, so we had to say it. All the threes, Simon had to stand up on his own and shout, I love you, twink, Twanky, <laughs> to the whole theatre. Oh, I feel so bad for him. He, he, he from, from the little um, exposure to, of him that I saw, he seemed like a nice normal he guy. Himself. Well, not exposure, what's the word? From the little bit of his personality I saw, which was when he basically stood up and said, his name is Simon and he works in... He's a showgirl. IT. His name is Lola. <laughs> I felt really bad for him, but he embraced it. He just... I think he just thought, I can't get out of this now. Are you but sure he wasn't a plant? If he was, he he did well at acting awkward about the whole thing. Mm. Um, and it just made me think that if that was me, I don't know what I'd do. Because I'm not a big fan of public kind of humiliation or, you know, being the centre of attention. Yeah, I remember the time that you had to go on the stage. And you, were, you, were, you, were, you, were, you were at a job where you went to a school to get them all to film non-smoking. Oh, yeah. Videos, yeah. And then you had to go on stage. You didn't do a speech, but all you had to do was go on stage. But you were so drunk just to get on stage. <laughs> was I? Yes. How did you know that? You could really tell you were drunk. That was... Okay, I wasn't, I wasn't irresponsibly drunk. No, I... <laughs> People listening, I was just... I was part of an awards ceremony where there was about 500 guests... Um, and I had to go up on stage and just give some awards out. Didn't have to say anything, but just mm. being on stage with lights and people looking at you, mm. it's nerve-wracking. So I was doing little shots of rum in the backstage. <laughs> <and everything. laughs> but that's a whole other story. Um, yeah, so the Panto experience is pretty good. I don't know if I'd necessarily go to that one again. Um, it was, it was a, at the end, they made you all kind of stand up and dance and clap. And oh, did you dance? 
I, I, I jigged. You jigged. <laughs> I, I bobbed my head and had a bit, but I was like, this is not my cup of tea. I don't want to be dancing right now. I want to be home watching the Santa Claus. <laughs> well, our friend Grant, every year, I think uh, for the last five years, he's been saying, let's go to a pantomime, let's go to a pantomime. Yeah. Now, um, it's all right going with a kid. Now, I don't know what, who, <laughs> was it just your, your brother's sister? My brother, his girlfriend. So it's all people around the same age. It was adults, yeah. yeah. Well, 20, people 20 plus. Yeah. So, because I'd have to think a bit, a bit weird, a four 30 year olds. I was thinking that. Going to a pantomime. Yeah. It's like, isn't that, you need someone to go with, you need a kid to take with you. Or so I'm waiting for my group. nephew yeah. to be old enough to be able to take. And how old's your nephew? He's seven months. Okay. So, so he's got a few years. He's got a few years. <laughs> but when he's old enough, we'll then take him to a pantomime. That'll keep Grant happy. Yeah, I was sitting there thinking, I know that Grant really wants to do, to do this, but it isn't the sort of place that four guys go to yeah. <laughs> on a night out yeah. sort of thing. But. <laughs> I believe he went um, a few days ago. Oh, was he finding to the South End one? I think with his girlfriend Emma. <laughs> I think he managed to convince her to go, and um, I'm not sure what the one. Maybe Sleeping Beauty or something. I think he thought. I don't. Actually, no, it's I Cinderella. Cinderella. Was so it? I don't know why I know. <laughs> you know, you bad to mind. Um, yeah, I think it's one of those things. It's actually, despite being a real Christmas like tradition, it wasn't that Christmassy. That uh, one. It was well, because no, it runs from like, as far as I understand, it runs from December till mid-January. Yeah. So um, they can't really say, hey, it'll be Christmas in the 10th of January. Yeah, no, I suppose not. Yeah, and I guess because it's like a, a fairy tale, it's not a Christmas-themed thing. No. But I just, I don't know why I thought it would be more Christmassy, but it could have kind of... But it's for everyone, isn't it? They're just say this is for Christmas people. They'll also say, well, it's funny for... If you're, if you're any religion, you can't really go True, on, so. it's inclusive and all that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was my Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. But yeah, we're still on Christmas Eve. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're on Christmas Day. So I woke up in the morning. Oh, what time? Um, woke up about <laughs> half past eight. Decided, oh, I'll, I'll open some presents from my child. Oh, yes. Yeah. All right, there we go. Right, now everyone, now, if you want to know about this, me, Mike, no, sorry, me, Grant and Al decided... That's a bit of fun to wind Mike up a little bit with his Christmas presents. It's fun. It was really fun. Oh, it was brilliant. <laughs> From our point of view, it was hilarious. Why did you... Because just... we went on for weeks planning this. So why... Just to get some backstory, why did you decide to pick me to do this to? The reason that we wind you up is because you react. But anybody would react. Oh, to they would not. not people the people will understand when I tell you what it was. Right. Anybody would react. To this. <laughs> yeah, it was so funny. The ideas that we were coming up with, the the, 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 the things we wanted to do, they were like, "There's no way we can do that. How are we going to do that?" So, shall I tell you how my experience went? Yes. So, <laughs> so we went downstairs, you know, excited to open presents and things. I opened other families members presents first because I was I was looking forward to yours and the other guys because they were in big boxes and my one was yours was in a massive box I knew that it wouldn't be something massive but I didn't quite expect what it was <laughs> Grant's was then in a sort of a quite a large box and Al another Alex not not you Al yeah another one was, was, a, normal, was a normal size a book size <laughs> they gave it away when it was going to be. <laughs> um, spoilers yeah. <laughs> so yeah so I think I opened Al's first, the other Al. Yep. Now, um, Al decided to wrap this so that you would think, oh, it's just wrapped normally. Because you could tell that mine and Grant's was wrapped stupidly. Yeah, some kind of ridiculous joke. His one was yeah. purposely wrapped to be like, oh, it's just wrapped normally. It's just a normal present. Yeah. Well, it did. It did for me to that, yes. So I, I opened it up. 
Cut, tore the paper off. Tore the paper off like an excited child. <laughs> and hundreds of little stars <laughs> fell all over my lap and all over the floor. So then that, that started off and I should have then thought, I need to stop this now and enjoy my Christmas day and then come back to this another day. <laughs> but I didn't. So I got... You carried on through. You powered through this experience, yeah. The, so Al's present was a Marvel Stanley comic. Yeah, because um, he bought us all the same present. Yeah, as a imaginative. Al, if you're listening, very imaginative. <laughs> I think it's a really good present because it's... It actually is it's, good. It's yeah, Stanley's but memoirs, in but done in comic book form. Yeah. Which, if anyone knows who Stanley is, you should know who Stanley is. He's the comic book writer. He's the creator of comic book legends, and he was the creator of Spider-Man. Everyone knows who Stanley Spider-Man, is. Spider-Man, everything Marvel, basically. Isn't well, not it? everything, but 95% Marvel stuff. I'm probably wrong with that percentage. <laughs> I think it's 97%. Okay, sorry, yeah. So, but yeah, Stanley's memoirs... Um, which I'm yet to read. Maybe I'll review that on next podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we could have a book crew. <laughs> you read it, I'll read it, we'll discuss it. <laughs> so, um, and I think then I decided, okay, I could get the, the Hoover out and deal with this, but you knew, I think you I knew that more stuff was coming. I think I know what's coming. So then I thought, right, I'll open did, did you expect what happened with mine? Happened? No, no, I didn't. Right. I should have. <laughs> I don't know what I expected. I think I expected some kind of mess. Hmm. So I opened <laughs> I'm getting flashbacks. <coughs> cough, cough. I'll cut that out. All right. So I opened... I, well, I, I grabbed your present. Mm. Now this is you, Al. Mm. And I thought, Al won't screw me over like that. Al <laughs> won't want to make a mess in my house. <laughs> Surely not. So I open it and it's probably... 100,000. Not more than that. Hundreds of thousands. Millions. Millions of tiny white polystyrene balls. Beanbag balls, basically what it were. Beanbag balls, yeah. Yeah, so if anybody who's ever sat in a beanbag and it split, all those little balls. Is that what they are? They are, that's what they were. Right, we'll go into where the hell you got them in a minute. <laughs> so, as soon as I opened the box... Did you open it at the top? Well, where, how else would I open it? We can open it at the bottom. I don't know what the top of the bottom was. I opened it from one end. Right, okay. As soon as I cut it open... No, hang on. Sorry, before you opened the present, there was an envelope. Um, did you open the envelope first? Oh, did it have a, it had a card in it? Yeah. I opened an envelope and it had a scratch card. Yes. Yeah? Yes. Okay, yeah. So, right, which one are we going to tell you about? But did you, I don't know whatever order you did it in. I didn't know... Um, um, no, I didn't do that. So, right, okay, go Oh, it. I opened it. I got the scratch scratch card for oh, okay. That's a weird present, but okay, thank you. <laughs> um, then cut my way into the box. Boom. Probably 50 white balls flew out. <laughs> I just sighed a sigh and thought, oh, I'm never doing this again. <laughs> um, so then, yeah, the next five, ten minutes was me carefully trying to reach into the box to try and find what the hell was in there. Doing so meant more balls <laughs> flew out because it was filled to the brim. So as soon as you put your arm in... It overflowed. It overflowed. <laughs> Very funny. Good. <laughs> So I could just imagine now loving the fact that this was happening, which is pissing me off even more. <laughs> so um, I had to go and get the Hoover because Claire and Claire has got a broken foot, so she can't do anything. So she's sitting there with just having to experience. She, this. She, 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 she's watching this, not very happy. <laughs> she doesn't get why it had to happen, <laughs> nor do I really. But there's another point. I had to get the Hoover. I had to be Hoovering, try and reach in some more Hoover. Then when I got further down, I think I found a present. Yep. When I got further down, I, re- I realised that 
there was some weights in there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, which were otherwise. Dumbbell. I want them back. Claire wants to exercise with them. <laughs> there was some kind of, uh, yeah, dumbbell weights, barbell weights. But before that, there was string. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But they were tying the weights to the side. Yeah, they were, but they were also making it more impossible. And there was string everywhere, which was tied, like, from each end of, end of the box. You obviously spent a long time I did spend a long time on this. <sighs> so I got there in the end, and... The presents were quite good. It was like a zombie survival uh, book. Yep. you got a lot of books. <laughs> I did get them. Yeah, it's yeah. reading. It's a, that, if anybody out there knows what a Haynes book is, basically every car has got a Haynes manual. And it explains how every bit of that car works. Mm. Now, this is done exactly the same way. It's just done to zombie survival. Yeah. Yeah. It's... It's quite a good. I haven't read it yet. I've still got that in my Stanley comic pile. I'm still waiting to um, to calm down about the whole situation before I go back. To it. Um, and a zombie hand that you can build and add like gory blood. Yeah, create your own to, zombie hand. Create your own zombie hand. That's so, when I went to people listening to the last episode, and I said I went to Toys R Us. Oh, uh, was that's, that what you went to get? That's why I went to Toys R Us. Okay, it's um, a callback to the last episode. So. The presents themselves were pretty good, but the whole experience was traumatic. And well, we haven't even got to the uh, the the last present yet. Yeah. Oh, so... wait, sorry, before we go, that you asked, we were going to ask me where I got those balls from. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was not; they were not cheap. So you I actually... spent more on those balls than I did the presents. So you purchased them <laughs> yeah. from the internet. What have you done with them? So I still have them all in the box, which I can give back to you. I don't want them back. And we can re- re- you can refund them. <laughs> I, don't want them I don't actually know how, know how to dispose of this box. <laughs> no, neither do I. Because if I put it in the bin... This it fills the bin up. Yeah, it feels it's too big for the bin. So I think I'm going to have to take a trip to the tip. or <laughs> Which is ridiculous. After receiving a gift, you shouldn't have to then dispose of the box at the tip. <laughs> So, yeah, you're loving this. <laughs> so then the next gift, and I gave up on this one after a couple, after 20 seconds because I was, I was kind of peed off on the last one. <laughs> um, Grant had written uh, instructions. He'd given me a plastic knife, like a plastic disposable. Was it plastic? I knew he gave you a knife. I didn't no, know it was, yeah, it was a plastic, like a <coughs> salad knife. <coughs> Sorry. Um, to, yeah, so he gave me a knife uh, with some instructions. Use this tool. Don't cheat. Film yourself doing it as if I was going to do that. After you didn't film yourself opening it. No, I didn't. I just wanted to go back to bed. <laughs> um, and I, you probably know more about it than me. It seems like he bought some kind of expanding uh, foam. Yes, for when you're filling in walls, holes in walls. Is that what it is? Yes. You basically you spray. It's in a can. You spray it out, and it expands, and it goes hard. Yeah. And as soon as I felt that, I thought. F this. <laughs> Excuse my language. <laughs> I'll swear, can you? No, I thought, F this. I'm not doing it. This is Christmas Day. I'm not going to sit here and hack away at a, with a plastic knife at some kind of hard foam. So I took it upstairs. Um, I, I think Grant sent something was wrong because he texted me and then called me. Did he? So, yeah. <laughs> saying, oh, have you opened your present yet? And uh, I just said, no, I, I can't face it right now. I'm doing it tomorrow. Oh, it's easy. It's easy. Oh, I thought you'd find it funny. <laughs> I didn't find it funny. So, uh, and later on that night, Christmas night, I decided to return to it. And I literally had to get a kitchen knife, <laughs> stab my way through, <laughs> then stab my way. So the phone was covering a plastic Tupperware box. Yeah, that was my Tupperware box. Probably I want that back, but I don't know if I'll ever get that. It's, ha- it's got a big crack in it. <laughs> I don't think I'll get that back. No, it's still basically. I hacked my way through, hacked my way into the box, took out the gift, 
which cut my hand in the process. Yeah, you sent me pictures of your cut hand. My bleeding you barely, barely, barely cut your hand. Yeah, but you, it was a tiny red fact, dot. The fact that it was cut at all, people shouldn't be cut opening their Christmas presents. <laughs> so, so I wanted to prove it. I wanted to, to let you know about that. Um, in, the, in the end, it was quite. It was a pop vinyl uh, Michelangelo Teenage Ninja Turtles yeah. figure, which yeah. is cool. But yeah, the, the effort to go to to get it—I <laughs> was sweating, I was bleeding. Um, there were shards of whatever that gel is all over the floor. So after hearing that experience, why don't you tell them what what your experience was? What well, was my present from you guys? Well, yes. you only know that I got the uh, Stanley book because we all got the Stanley from, book. Uh, yeah. yeah. So then from Grant, I got um, I got pop vinyl Chewbacca thing. Second like same. But Chewbacca, because Grant knows I love Star Wars. Yeah. Anybody listening to this probably knows I love Star Wars. Anybody wants to buy me anything Star Wars, I love Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> so I got that. And then, um, but they both got outdone by Mike here. Oh, me. Now, okay, <laughs> good. Now, Mike's sort of outdone himself. Now, I don't know how you beat this every year now. You've, you've sort of set the level. I'm not doing it anymore. Very high. I'm not doing <laughs> You're never going to be present I'm not again. doing the gift exchange. <laughs> I set the bar too I set the bar too high. I'm retiring yeah. as, as the gift champion. <laughs> so the first present was... Uh, a Stormtrooper mug which I thought yeah that's good I'll explain that in a minute yeah yes now I know I've been talking about this episode or, or last episode or I know you did explain to me that you did get me a present oh did I the main present wasn't going to arrive in time and so you thought you'd buy me another one I panic bought a Star Wars Stormtrooper mug yeah, yeah. Which, which on its own would have been alright you know if, would it have won would it well, beat the no because I've got another one of those I've got two of those for Christmas oh yeah yeah. one still in the box which I'll never take out your one I'll leave in the box oh good and one I've got on the shelf out I put not a drink out of it because they're not sort of the mugs you drink out of. No, they're kind of decorative mugs, collectible mugs. Yeah, yeah. But then I've got another present. Yeah. Now, this present, I sort of was a bit confused by because I thought, because for, for, right, for my birthday, we're going back a bit now, right. you got me a picture and a frame. And I thought, oh, it's got me another, literally the picture was the um, Abbey Road Beatles Crossing, but with um, superheroes on it. Yeah. I thought, oh, he's got me another one of them. I thought, oh, that's pretty good. So I opened it. And I was you a little... thought I'd get you the same No, I didn't think you'd get the same thing. Because it, it, felt, it felt similar. Right. It's the same, it was the same size. It was in a frame. I could feel that through the wrapping paper. You were like, that's, this is his thing, obviously. Yeah, he's, like, he's, he's run out of ideas. All he can do is get me... <laughs> picture in a frame. <laughs> picture in a frame. So then I... Did it come in a frame? No, I bought the frame separately. You bought the frame separately. I, I blew the budget on all of you three, which now, after their last experience, I wish I'd expend exactly £10 yeah. on YouTube. Carry on. So, yeah, so um, I, I got this thing, I opened it, and I looked at it for a few seconds, and then I sort of realised what it was. It's a certificate that makes me an official... Jedi. Jedi Knight. I, yeah, remember, I forgot that for a second there. You are, you've been awarded Jedi status. Yes, by Mace Windu. Who... Who played him? Oh, what's your favourite actor? Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson. I thought in my head, I was watching <laughs> episode one the other day. Don't ask me why. <laughs> Basically, Claire's decided to get ready for the new one. She wanted to watch all six. So she watched all six, but mm. I happened to be in the house when she watched episode one, so mm. agreed to watch it. And she, did good, it the she did it in the wrong order. What, four, three, two, one? Oh, sorry, four, five, six, one, two, three. Yeah, that's not the order she you watch did, them in. Yeah. That's not the order you watch them in. Anybody listening, you need to watch them in four, five, two, three, six. Four, five, two, three, six. What about one? Oh, you don't watch one? Not one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember now. <laughs> Not yeah. watch one, that's right. So, yeah, so I've now got a stick that makes me an official Jedi Knight. It's got a hol- little hologram little on hologram. it. It's official. It's been um, signed. It's got my name on it. 
Did, how did you feel when you opened it? Was you genuinely excited? I was genuinely like, oh my God, this is pretty good. I was like, oh my God, like, that, this is probably one of the best presents I've ever got. Had you ever seen that before? No, I didn't even know it's something that you could do. I, th- I thought maybe, is this something you've done yourself? Have you created this like on your computer? In, in hindsight, I probably could have. Mm. <laughs> because it kind of, if it didn't have that hologram, mm. and, and it, it does look good quality, doesn't it? Yeah. Actually, if you ever take it out of the frame, it's quite thick. It's quite good. It's not like on an A4 normal paper. Right. Um, but yeah, as soon as I saw that, I was like, definitely. What did you Google to find that? It was on um, Amazon. Oh. I think I was speaking to Emma at the time. Mm. and Hello, I, Grant's girlfriend. Hello, Grant's girlfriend. <laughs> and when, <laughs> I wanted to run some ideas past someone, so I, and I knew that you'd want something Star Wars. So I think it was between that and a lightsaber... Um, lightsaber kitchen tongs which now I've seen as earlier on when I arrived you said I need some tongs <laughs> I should have also got those <laughs> but as soon as I saw that I was like yes ordered it got an email the next day saying like expected delivery 17th of um, 17th of Jan because right. I didn't have Amazon Prime then mm-hmm. I do now um, yeah so it was, I, I, I think I think I did I had done myself there with gifts so I think I'm going to have to retire from the gift exchange <laughs> no you just got to be better every year <laughs> well I don't think I'll take part if I'm the one that's screwed over with little balls every well year. no no, we, you know, we won't do it for do you we move to someone else yeah we'll move to someone else because you did it to Grant and you're a bit in a tiny box no, I did it to I did it to, what I did to you I did to everyone Right, not everyone. But I did not to you. the same scale. No, you, yours was yours was the biggest scale. Oh, Literally, when I did yours, I had a lot of balls left over because you can't say I've got a box six foot high by four foot squared. Like, how do I how do I get, get the right number of balls? How many balls do I need? Fifty thousand? Yeah. 000? So, so I bought I bought balls. And literally, I didn't buy enough. Honestly, I did. I bought. I did buy. So I had to buy more. Oh, right. You couldn't have just left the box half full. You had to go all the way to the top. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, what's the point of that? Well, I did say, take some pictures, listeners, so I will tweet this out yeah. just so you can um, feel some of the pain yeah. I went through. Yeah. I didn't I didn't actually take any with them all over the floor, though, so you, you'll miss I out did. on that. But did you? Yeah. All over your floor. Yeah, because I had to... I had to you up. must have made a mess filling the box. I had to warm up the present at yeah. some point. What, your, my present? Yeah. Why? Uh, I, I, hang on a second. I'll, I'll tell you why. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I was going to go and uh, get something or do something. It's all right. Um, so, yeah, listeners, uh, feel my pain a little bit there. I'm an innocent guy. I did nothing wrong. I spent I spent a good amount of money on these people. I, I wrapped presents nicely. Um, Before I got you the hand, I was going to give you that. That's a present. You have that. Oh, right. Thank you. Oh, a live present, hopefully. <laughs> do I get to keep it? Yeah. Okay, I have a cardboard box. It's got some fragile tape. Round it. Ooh, oh, is it actually wrapped? Oh, I forgot I already wrapped it. This is taking me back to this. is like a second Christmas. <laughs> oh, great. Oh, no. I thought you'd wrapped it. Um, no, no, no. Unopenable. Um, rustling away. Um, yeah, so this is like an extra Christmas present you've got. And the reason I didn't give you this one originally is because I thought... I saw the hand. I thought, oh, that's a little bit. Of what I originally got you. I was like, I think I sealed the box as well. You have, yes. <laughs> Do you want a knife? Yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> so I've got a white box. Ow. <laughs> the box is out of box. Helpfully box. has taped every single <laughs> corner so you can't actually uh, get into it. Right, here we go. I have a knife. Um, if all of a sudden this, this recording ends, I've been rushed to hospital. <laughs> You've got a very sharp knife. <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah, so I didn't. I didn't think what I got you. You opened it from the bottom. 
I don't know, well, I'm trying to do every... Yeah, so I, I thought this present wasn't good enough, really. Now in hindsight, I should have given you this as well, because you've got me such a good present. <laughs> so that's why I'm giving you this now. I was going to save it till next year. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I'm haunted now. <laughs> I've got inside this box. I also put it up in little balls. <laughs> Where's your obsession with these little balls? <laughs> yeah, good. Well, a lot of spare ones. <laughs> Where, where do I just make a mess with this? Or? You can make a mess, yeah. It's my flat, I don't care. Not on the sofa, though. So if I make a mess, it's your flat, you don't care, but just as long as I follow your rules. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, so it's a mug that says, keep calm and kill zombies. Yeah. That's pretty cool, actually. Why did you not give me this as what, as an additional gift? No, because I, I thought, man, no, I thought, I got everyone two presents, right. and that would have given you three presents. Oh, so you didn't want, yeah, you didn't want to buy it. Show any bias towards me? No. Or, or, um, but like, Grant knew that I got this and didn't give it to you. Did he? Yeah. Now, people thinking, why have I got you like, all these zombie things? <laughs> yeah, am I, am I some kind of zombie uh, addict? You do like you do like zombies. I don't like them. them is in them. You like um, playing zombies, Call of Duty. That's all you say to me. Do you want to play zombies? Do you want to play zombies? You never do, yeah. No, yeah, because I don't like zombies. We did a zombie thing for your birthday. Um, we did. We did a zombie experience. Yeah. So you know, I figured I might like zombies. Called trapped in a room with a, with a zombie. Yeah, <laughs> which I, I think I recommend if anyone out there wants to do it. Um, so I've got you know, zombie stuff. Thank you. I also, I've got another present as well. What? That was there was something else in that envelope. Oh yeah, so there was a scratch card. Um, there was a scratch card and something else. What was everything? The other thing was a sticker to go in your car. Oh, was that what that was? Yeah. Oh, right. What have you done with that? Have you still got that? I've got that. I, th- I thought that was part of the zombie hand. No, 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 no. That's because you cut that does. That says um, zombie... Um, oh, what does it say? Uh, I don't know. Zombie... I don't know. But you, Grant, and Al have all got those, those stickers. You put them all in your car, and right. it makes you part of a, a club. An elite zombie uh, club. A, a zombie club. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, the scratch card. Yeah, so I scratched, I scratched off the scratch card, um, and... Soon revealed that I think I'd won a million, a million, hundred thousand pounds. <laughs> and so I thought in my head, oh my God. Did you actually think for a second you won? For a second I thought, have I just won a hundred grand? <laughs> Did the more that, that make that worthwhile, all that getting from those boxes? Yeah, I thought, okay, right, I'll, <laughs> I'll let him off now because I'm, I've got some money. But then I thought, hold on, <laughs> this is how, this is going to be some kind of trick. And I read the rules and it was like, Instead of the national lottery, it was like the natural lority <laughs> or something, and it was a it was a joke. Basically, it was a hoax, right? <laughs> and I think did you WhatsApp? Oh, I WhatsApp saying I'm I'm rich or something. <laughs> and then I got a I got a, a stern WhatsApp from you, which was like before you ruin it for everybody else. <laughs> everybody else has one of these. Yeah. Um, I didn't want everyone because literally I got everyone the there. same thing. Yeah, yeah, it was quite funny actually. It did get my hopes up for a, a second or two. <laughs> so it was an interesting, interesting Christmas day. present experience. Yeah, thank you, Al. No um, worries. Well, Merry Christmas. Again next year. Yeah. Um, so did you watch anything good over Christmas? Uh, the usual Christmas stuff. Watched the EastEnders on Christmas Day. Did you? Because I like EastEnders. I'm, that's on now, actually. I'm probably missing that. <laughs> what was the What was the big? I moment? can't remember the EastEnders story at Christmas. A child killed someone or something, wasn't it? Mm, no, that, that was two years ago. Now, now he knows that he killed someone. I think that's the story. Yeah, oh, he found out that he killed someone. Yeah, and uh, and then obviously I watched Doctor Who. Yeah, so that, um, Chris from the. Uh, 
Faces and Aces podcast asked if we'd be discussing Doctor Who. Yes. Sure. You're a fan. Yes, you're not. No, no, I'm not. I, I, no, I've never really got into it. Um, but I said that you would uh, discuss it for a little bit. Was it good? <laughs> yes, yes, it was really good. It was um, mainly a story about River Song, who you don't know, so I'm going to explain now this to you, and you'll be like, who the hell is River Song? Yeah, pretend um, that I'm... Pretend that I care. Okay, well, <laughs> Speak to Chris, too, Chris. <laughs> Hi, Chris. <laughs> um, no, um, it was a River Song who is um, Doctor Who's wife, or the Doctor's wife. Doctor Who's the name of the show, not his name. Uh, this is good so far, huh? <laughs> yeah, well, well, you know. And, um, Why is she called River Song? That's an interesting name. Um, well, her, her name was... Um, it's actually the reason she's called that. She was christened Melody Pond. Oh, nice. And um, the planet that um, somebody gave her a name or gave her a present when she was born. Right. But that, the planet that, that this person gave the name from doesn't have the word for river. Uh, so it doesn't have the word for melody or pond. Right. But they have the name river. And song. And song. Ooh, so good. that's why she became River Song. Very good. <laughs> Do you want to know why she's called Melody Pond? No. <laughs> right, okay. I trust you, I believe it. Right. Yeah, so um, literally, when you first meet her, a few series ago when David Tennant was um, still the Doctor, um, you found out that she had just met the Doctor previously and that he had given her something and they they spent the night at this restaurant. Mm, sexy. <laughs> and, and now through the last few years, every time she's appeared, mm. she's appeared on a different timeline than the Doctor. So he's met her at different times in her life. Right. So he's that literally that first episode you saw her death. Right. And now this and throughout her life you saw different points of her life. Now this one you see that episode where she spent the day with the, the with the doctor at this restaurant. Right. Okay. But it's the doctor. It's the current doctor. It's the current doctor. What do you think of the current doctor? Um, I wasn't sure to start with. Hmm. Um, I don't think he's as good as Matt Smith. But I do like, I do like him. I, do you? Yeah. I, I, I can't really judge, I guess, but I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm on board with him. All right. But I, I think David Tennant was the most likable and the most easy to watch as a non-fan. If I would flick over and David Tennant was on it, mm. I could kind of sit and watch a bit of it. Right. But, Just because David Tennant. Yeah, but maybe that's, um, maybe that's because now it's you know, three or four series later and the story is even more in depth. It's not as easy for a casual viewer. Yeah, um the writer of it, um same guy does Sherlock. Oh, Stephen Stephen Moffat, that's Moffitt. it. Thank you. Um he does like to do very complicated in depth stories. Mm. And people don't really like that. And I sort of enjoy it. Yeah. Um I do this the last season of Doctor Who not that we can talk about Doctor Who a lot because you don't really like it and no point me talking about something that I enjoy and you don't no I can <laughs> I've got the episodes were very there were, there were a lot of two-parters and there was a lot of in-depth stuff and you, you know if you don't watch one like not not as bad as Lost because Lost if you didn't watch an episode of Lost you'd get completely lost yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you couldn't just dip into nah. season three of Lost and, and pick it up no nah. and this, you could be a bit of a struggle hmm. halfway through a season. You can start at the beginning of the season, but if you start halfway through, it would be very difficult. Of Doctor Who. Yeah, to pick up. But um, I, I, I enjoy it. Uh, Is he set to be the Doctor for much longer? Do they... Have they kind of announced... No, yeah, they haven't announced he's leaving. He's, he's an assistant who's just left. 
Okay. And yeah. Normally, it's there's always a crossover between the doctor and the assistant. Right. So she's left. So I expect him to do it for another couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. Because right. they don't make they don't make loads of them. They, they do they? thirteen episodes a year, and then a Christmas special, twelve or thirteen episodes a year, and then oh, okay, it's more than I thought then. Yeah. Yeah. They used to do it. Oh, like sandwich it between Christmas, like six episodes before, six episodes after. And yeah. Christmas special. Now they've done it all all throughout the year. No, all leading up to Christmas and then the Christmas special. That's how they did it this year. Oh, okay. Well, you mentioned Sherlock. Yes. Did I you watch Sherlock? Watch Sherlock. Yes. What did you think? Yeah. By the way, um, spoilers for anything we talk about. Maybe we should mention that earlier. Yeah, on. we haven't spoiled too much yet, have we? But just in case, yeah. Maybe if we're going to say a big spoiler, yeah. Um, we'll, we'll just... I'm not sure what a big spoiler is and, and not, so... <laughs> well, okay, we're going to try and discuss Sherlock spoiler-free for a few yeah. minutes, yeah. and then we'll get into spoilers and we'll yeah. give you a warning. Yeah. Now, um, I enjoyed it. It was a, a very complicated story. It was. Yeah. Now, um, how do I do this without spoilers? Um, um, now, if anybody doesn't know, the, the story, as advertised, was it's going to be a Victorian one, so it's... The current Sherlock series is set in modern day, this, yeah. this one had started to do a Christmas special where it would just be set in Victorian times. Yeah. And, and you, you go, you end up thinking this is going to be nothing to do with the, the current series that's going on. Which I was kind of disappointed by, like, especially as they showed the, on the previously on oh, yeah, Sherlock, yeah. they showed all of the, yeah, they showed stuff. everything leading up to this point and then they said alternatively, and then they did this whole bit now of, in Victorian times, of Sherlock and him meeting Watson. Yeah. And did you, so at that point, did you think, this is a kind of alternate universe, or did you just think, oh, they're retelling the story? I thought they were retelling it in the older days, on the old, yeah, the older ways that they do, but in very Sherlock style, <clears throat> which I didn't think I'd like as much. I didn't think I'd. I'm not often into the old kind of. That, no, that no, I'd, I'd, I'd agree with that. Yeah, yeah, um, but I, I would have. I watched it because Sherlock, and I like Sherlock. I've watched all the seasons. I really enjoy it. Yeah, so I would have watched it anyway. Yeah. It was. If it was just say they hadn't done the uh, the seasons and they just literally they didn't exist and they just decided what we can do, with that. Uh, it probably would have been um, probably not. Yeah, I mean the, the acting was great and um, right up until the bit that we're going to tell you in the spoiler section, I was I was actually in, quite into it. There's a mystery. There's the abominable abom, abominable ghost. I think it's called. Or the bride. abominable bride, sorry, abominable yeah. bride. Yeah, abominable, um, <laughs> abominable, abominable. <laughs> yeah. So she is a bride who, um, is this kind of spoiling? I guess like she, she's she's been wronged. Yeah. And she's potentially doing some murders. Yes. But she is she has been declared dead. Yes. So she she died, <clears throat> and then people have died, and they're saying they've seen her do it. Yeah. So Even though they know that she's dead. And Sherlock and Watson are looking into it. I mean, it's such a good, like, so clever, some of the camera stuff they do. Yeah. There was a particular bit where um, if they were kind of flashing, they were telling a story, but rather than just telling a story, they were showing it, and they were kind of zooming the camera around from... Oh, where the they were, yes, they were the lounge, the and, then, and then they were outside. So then, like, the lounge set was kind of yeah. outside. Yeah, so then, so they're, they're, they're hearing the story, but they're, they're turning around looking at it going, I'm not just sitting there. Yeah, I've you know, not I seen anything was, like that, actually. I thought that was quite... I have seen similar... I can't, can't picture... Pinpoint. Pinpoint where I've seen it before, but I have seen similar type of things. Yeah, I thought there was some quite clever camera stuff. It was... It just wasn't as... It wasn't as gripping as the the normal series, I think, because... Is it because of what they did, what they did? They sort of... What on with the spoiler bit where they 
Well, that kind of got me more. That that got me back. But right. when it was just the olden day stuff, I thought, okay, it's good. But I kind of want to know. I want to know the stories from the last series because the last series ended on a cliffhanger. Yeah, and we've waited what like a year, two years, or something it's for it. Been a year since it. Yeah, it's going to be another year yeah. until it's actually until another one. Yeah. So I was kind of like thinking, oh, okay, I'm enjoying this, but I want the questions to be answered. Mm. So we can now go to spoilers. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so if you're listening, we're going to be in in five seconds talking about Sherlock spoilers. We'll put the codes in on the description so you know when to come back. Right. Possibly. <laughs> so five... Spoiler for this bit, we won't. <laughs> five, four, three, two, one. So spoilers on Sherlock. It turns out that actually he... Yeah, Sherlock is in some kind of drug-induced... Yeah, he's, so Sherlock has a mind palace. Now that's where people know what mind palace is. Um, it's when you, if you need to remember things... Um, you put them in your head, you imagine a room or a house, or in this case, a palace, mm. and you put all your memories in certain rooms in your head. And um, this story is going on inside the present-day Sherlock's mind palace. So he's imagining what... It, he knows about this story of this abdominal, abdominal bride. Yeah, he knows about the bride, mm. and he's trying to figure it out in his mind palace. Yeah, yeah. So he's trying to solve that case as it would be... Back in the old days. So he's taken all these drugs, which yeah. he does do fairly regularly. It's not... Uh, it's sort of implied in earlier seasons that he's a bit of a drug addict. Never, this one, they pretty much just, they do tell you he's doing these drugs. He gives a list to his brother. Yeah. These are all the drugs he's Yeah, taking. which I thought was quite a nice little touch that hmm. his brother sort of was looking after him a bit. Yeah. Um, Did you like... Because um, uh, when he's in his mind palace, you see his brother. And, and his brother brother's was really fat. fat and they're like... <laughs> how long do you think I'd live for and they're sort of betting how long he'd live for that was a bit strange I know that in the story he is fat now I don't know if he's that sort of fat where he oh really is that why they've included that yeah but I know because in the when they first introduce him they sort of mention the fact oh you put on weight or so because in the books he was his brother was fat right he was like morbidly dangerously and they were sort of betting how long he'd live for Um, which I thought was quite funny (laughs) yeah I guess we're it made me feel a bit like sicky because they had so much food around him, and then mm. they brought out plum puddings. Mm. And I guess it was supposed to make you think, "Oh, this mm. this guy is is disgusting," and he's eating himself to death just because he can, because he wants to see whether we can be his brother and like with a bet. Yeah, yeah. So their their relationship is kind of interesting, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah. So this whole story now in the last season, as it ended, um, Sherlock was flying off in a plane. He'd been because he's killed someone. He'd been sent away. Spoilers, I guess for. See the last season, but yeah, well, we've said spoilers, so pretty much anything. Yeah, Sherlock, yeah. Now we can just spoil the whole lot. Yeah. So, um, and uh, Moriarty suddenly starts appearing on the TVs all over the world. I don't know the world or England. Um, so they they need to, they need to get Sherlock back. Yeah. This whole story takes place at the time that they call him to get in that plane landing. So about ten minutes. <laughs> this yeah. whole two uh, hour and a half show is ten minutes. Yeah. Which is it's quite it's a clever idea. I, I I it did trick me because I mm. I never thought that I never thought that the olden days time was going to then zap into the front into the nowadays and it was going to be that was going to be the reason. Mm. But then it went to the next step where so say they woke up they had a whole conversation. Oh Sherlock yeah, wanted to go to the grave. Yeah, dig up dig up the grave to prove that in his mind palace he'd solved the case. Yeah. But actually, he wasn't woken up. He was still in another dream. Because the, dream, cor- the corpse he was in the... inceptioned. <laughs> he, was, he was in a dream within a dream. Yeah. <laughs> so the, yeah, because the corpse started moving 
And I thought, yeah. What? This is too. I, I knew as soon as soon as that. I, I, I didn't get it until as soon as that moment got East still asleep. Yeah. Like, there's no way they're gonna have a Sherlock. Like, him like, supernatural sort of. Yeah. It's not. It's not that sort of show. No. And that's and yeah. I guess that was the trick. It was. So then they were right back in the plane again, and actually all of that conversation that had just happened hadn't happened. Hmm. And by this point, Claire was baffled with it. I give up. I'm just going to watch. Um, so, I, so I guess it kind of ends on a you know a cliffhanger. They're going to go and well, no, because it does end because um, people have been asking, is Moriarty still alive? Because he's appearing on the TV saying, "Did you miss me? Did you miss me? Or you just said miss me? Not did you miss me? Just miss me? Yeah." And uh, and Sherlock does say at the end, because uh, they say, is he still, um, Watson asked him, so is he still alive? He goes, yeah. no, he's, he's been shot, he's shot his brain brains out. Yeah, yeah, you don't live through that. So Moriarty is dead. But then he does say, <clears throat> but I don't know what, I'll, but I don't know what his next move will be. Or something like that. So yeah, it looks, oh no, he said, no, he said, I know. He said, and I know what he's going to do next. Yeah, there we go, yeah. So I guess he's, so he's dead, but he's still set things up. Yeah, set things up. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, I mean, what I liked is, I actually like the Moriarty character. Not like him, he's not likeable, but he's, he's like, really creepy and hmm. and evil and good in that role. So I guess with the olden day stuff, you got to have, because they went back to that story, didn't they, and kind of wrapped it up. You found out who the bride was. Yeah, yeah, you found out. Now, there's a bit in the old times where they went to the, the morgue. Yeah. And you see, because in the modern day, when they go to the morgue, they say they have the girl there whose name I can't remember. Yes. Now, uh in they go to the old times, she's there pretending she to, to be a man. Mm. Now, obviously, you know, being a fan, you know that she's a woman pretending to be a man. Yeah. Do you? Now, I know later on they tell you actually she's was playing. She was a woman all the time. Did, did, did I think that she was supposed to just be a man? Yeah, yeah. Just be a man. I did think that. I was thinking, are they actually just putting up? But then Watson looks at her and says, "Think." And as soon as that happens, like, no, no, they're not. They're not doing that. I did wonder. Yeah, I did think. Oh, they've just cast her in a male role. Well, that makes sense because it was in the olden days, and they might not have had a female kind of morgue leader. Morgue leader. It's a new job. Leader of the morgue. Um. Yeah, so I guess they got they got to have um, they got to have a big showdown with Sherlock and Moriarty, which is good. Sherlock got to say things like "elementary, my dear Watson," and like all of his old catchphrases that he yeah. can't really say in the twenty-first yes. century yeah. version. And um, in the story as well, when Moriarty and Watson, when um, uh, Moriarty Sherlock or Moriarty dies, hmm. he does die at Waterfall. Oh, okay. So. There's a bit where at the end, in the old times, where um, they are at a waterfall and he dies in the way that what Watson kicks him in. I don't know if Watson's part of it in the uh, in the books. I've not read the books, okay. but I have I have known that Watson, uh, Moriarty, and Dies. Sherlock both jump off a waterfall. Oh, okay, oh, interesting. Mm. So I I liked it. I, I I kind of wanted more though. I. I was. I wanted this to now lead into yeah. the next series. Oh, yeah. I don't have to wait a year yeah. for another. It's kind of annoying <laughs> yeah. that they do that. Yeah, but it's it's annoying because they just do three episodes. But because the cast are so popular now and they're busy and other stuff. When they only did one episode, because it was just a Christmas special. But didn't they do this last year? They did. No, they did three episodes. It's always three episodes. Yeah, last one after another though. Last year was yeah, it? but this year they've just done one Christmas special. 
Right, okay. Last year was just a series of three episodes, but it was done at Christmas. Oh, right, okay. So they're not. <laughs> so the new series is probably going to be, what, next January? Um, I believe so. I don't know the dates. It's too long to wait. <laughs> it's quite a long time to wait. But, you know, you can go back and watch the old episodes. Yeah, and I might watch this one again at some point. Now mm. I know... Now I know the story, I can, you can kind of watch for things that we missed. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, well, what we'll do is, should we get on to our top 10 movies of 2015? Yes, could we go for an hour now. And we, uh... <laughs> Just a rambling hour, <laughs> Christmas nightmares. Before we do that, um, going back probably about half an hour or so, right. Americans and Brussels sprouts. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, Brussels sprouts are America's most hated vegetables. So oh, they don't really? have them there. So, so they have them, but they hate them. Yes. Uh, okay. Like we do. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I like them. But for some reason, I have them every Christmas. Everyone has them at Christmas, even though they don't like them. You just feel like you should. Can you even buy them? Can you even buy I them? I don't think so. For the rest of the year? No, I don't know. Someone, someone listen to this in June. <laughs> Please yeah, have some nice summer <laughs> Brussels sprouts. Let's know what you think. So, our top ten of the year. Yes. Now, we do, this is slightly different, because a lot of people have done podcasts and YouTube shows and literally said their top 10 films of the year. As it's slightly different, we're just saying, if we've watched them this year, they are our in our list. They could be on our list. doesn't mean they've been released this year. Yeah. They could have been released 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 50 years ago. Or even last year. But, yeah. But came out on DVD this year, for example. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So, if we've saw, seen them this year... Mm. For the first time. See, I didn't know that was a criteria, so I haven't got many old ones in there. Well, but, no, neither right, But really. what I have neither is a couple right, really. of 2014 cinema releases, but then they actually came out on DVD in 2015, and that's when I saw them. See, all of mine are released this year. <clears throat> Although Creed is technically next year, but I've seen it already. Yeah, I've seen it as well. So, good film. Yeah. <laughs> Might that be on one of your lists? <laughs> yeah, it is on my list. I've always done on my list. <laughs> so, what do you want to do? Start at number 10? Or do you want to do some... Did you have any honourable mentions that just just lost out on being in the top 10? Fantastic Four. <laughs> no way. <laughs> no. <laughs> I haven't actually seen that, so I can't judge. But based on what everybody says about it, it was bad. It was pretty poor. Is it worth watching at all? I think it's good to watch just... For the hell of it. Just to tick it off the list. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that film. You can watch it this year and it can be on your list next year. <laughs> yeah, true. Because I like the actors in it. It's got the guy from yeah. Creed, it's got the guy from yeah, Whitmarsh. Michael B. Jordan is brilliant in it. And he, oh, is he? He's, he's good. good, he's, good but he's not given a lot to do. And none of them are given anything really too much to do. It's There's about three different sets in the whole film. There's right. a school set, there's a lab set, there's a, a planet set. Right. That's all it is. What about Billy Elliot? Is he any good in it? He's in it, and then he disappears, and he comes back as a big rock monster. Yeah. And then... Spoilers. <laughs> no, not a spoiler. <laughs> spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen the trailer, because <laughs> they basically just did everything in the trailer, yeah, didn't they? Yeah, if you, people know that this is a bad film, and they're not going to watch it. Yeah. You can't spoil this movie. Anyway. I had a, a few honourable mentions. I think you honourable mentions. <clears throat> I'll pick some of the the more kind of uh, you know less mainstream films. Um, I really liked a film called Z or Z Z for Zachariah. Um, no, I heard, of that. heard of that? No, it's got. Um, and I don't know how to say his name, so I won't bother saying it. But it's the guy from Twelve Years a Slave and The mm. Martian. Not seen that. I see that. So the uh, the black guy, the scientist. Mm. You know what I mean? No. Okay, what's well, got him in it? Okay. <laughs> um, it's literally three actors. Him, 
Um, kind of Harley it. Quinn. Oh, right. Actress. Yeah. And Chris Pine from Star Trek. Okay. And they're in a um, Harley Quinn actress and the guy from The Martian. <laughs> Chitter- his name's something like Chitterwell Ejiofor. Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, that, it's probably not how you say his name. Yeah. But he's a really good actor. And, and in this, he stumbles across uh, a house out in the middle of nowhere. And it's in some kind of post-apocalyptic um, land. Hmm. And he kind of moves into the house with Harley Quinn. Can I have a question? Yeah. Is there zombies in this? There's no zombies oh, in it, okay. no. <laughs> so they set up this little life trying to survive. Chris Pine from Star Trek comes in and there's a sort of a bit of a love triangle, awkward, very sort of awkward, tense film hmm. of the two guys going to, f- you know, going to kill each other. Get it Not get it on. It's not a, <laughs> a Brokeback Mountain situation. <laughs> right. so, well, yeah. I didn't know how the love triangle would work. It could be... It was okay. It was, no, it was the two guys and both want like kind of right. falling in love with the girl. But it's it's a good yeah. Z for Zachariah. Mm. Uh, the Age of Adeline, I actually quite liked. It's a, it, it, on the outside, it looks like a chick flick, but it's it's a girl that's basically um, was in a car accident and she stays the same age for like a hundred years. Oh, right. It's got Harrison Ford in it. Mm. She um, she kind of ends up falling in love with Harrison Ford when he's young meeting a guy 60 years later who actually turned out to be related to Harrison Ford. So there's a whole thing there. Mm. Basically, maybe I like love triangle film. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Age of Adeline, that was one that kind of surprised me. Um, Fury. Did you see Fury? Brad Pitt? No, I've not seen that. That's one that um, might, may, may have been on my list. I've, I've, it had, um, what's his name in it? And that sort of Chilla Booth. Yeah, it put me off a bit. He was good. Was he good? He was quite intense. He was like an intense kind of really Christian soldier right. but no he was good I, I actually getting off track a bit I actually like Shia LaBeouf as an actor Shia LaBeouf Shia as a person he seems like a lunatic he, is, like, he seems insane you see the news reports and stuff on him yeah, yeah. he's but, probably uh, spiralling down and down and down but <laughs> it's in in quite in films he's uh, he's quite easy to watch I can't I don't think I've seen a film in a film that I've liked really yeah Transformers Transformers 1 was alright yeah, and then they, then they sort of, but he was not. He, he was a annoying little kid in it. Yeah, there probably is a film that you would have seen. I'll have a think. Um, and then a few others. What we do in the shadows was pretty good. That's the guys that did um, Flight of the Concords. Do you watch that? Yes, I like I like Flight of the Concords. So you're probably like we, what we do in the shadows. They play vampires living in New Zealand in a house share, and it's like a fake documentary, right? So it shows them taking people back to the house and partying with them and then killing them, but in a really like polite New Zealand way. It's pretty funny. Mm. That was one that Chris actually from Faces and Aces recommended. Um, Enemy was pretty good. Jake Gyllenhaal film. Whiplash. But now, just get to the big ten. Sorry, um, Charla Booth. Yeah. Um, Lawless. Okay. Yeah, good film. Pretty good. Um, uh, da, 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 da. Uh, Holes actually was a good film. Holes. Yeah, he did play an annoying kid. Though, he is an annoying kid. He was, he was when he was younger. Um, and that's probably all I can see that um, he's done. That What's he done in recent years? Um, it's all Transformers, Fury, uh, Transformers, Nymphomaniac. No, didn't see that one. Disturbia. Eagle Eye was actually... Disturbia was pretty good, actually. I like Disturbia. The Even Stevens movie. No. Um... No, that's pretty much, you know. Oh, um, Wall Street, 
Money Talks. Didn't see that. No, no, apparently it wasn't that good. Uh, and uh, Man Down. Yeah. Anyway, not enough for talking about. Sheila Booth. We'll do a Sheila Booth episode. <laughs> yeah. So we've got that and then Adam Sandler episode. Yeah, we'll do them one day. We'll run out of ideas. That'd be the worst episode ever, I think. Um, <laughs> so what's your number 10 movie of the year? My number 10 movie of the year is The Walk. Okay, yeah, I didn't see this. This is Robert Zemeckis. Uh Director, did he direct it? I think so. Uh, I don't. I don't look at who directs it. But this is a story of um, Philip. Philip. Um, I can't remember his last name. Philip Flop. <laughs> no, it's Philip Petit or something. Anyway, he's. Um, it's a true story. Um, the story of when uh, in the seventies, just after they built the the twin towers, mm-hmm. he did a tightrope walk between them. Right. Yeah. Now they did a documentary on this so they, as a film. About five years called ago. Called Man on Wire, right? Man on Wire, yes. I've heard good things about it. I've never yeah, seen... Very, very good documentary, that. Yeah. Oh, I've seen that documentary. And then uh, they decided to do this film, and they've got um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt playing the main character. Now he's a French guy in it, and he talks with a French accent, and he speaks French in it. How's his French accent? Um, it's good. <clears throat> you can tell it's not his accent, because he's a Shia LaBeouf. What's he doing with a French accent? It's not Shia LaBeouf. No, sorry. <laughs> sorry. If only it was Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> oh, God, that would make it worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry, it's <laughs> Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and you know he's putting on this French accent, and they sort of play up to it a little bit, and yeah. um, and they, they do. They say, "Well, let's speak English," because he's going to America. I, I want to speak English so just to learn. So they just think, "Oh, let's just speak English." There's bits in it where they just are speaking English French. with a slight French twang to it. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> they are they are bits where they do speak French. Right, okay. uh, but um, it's a very good story, and it's a uh, you do follow his journey. Now I don't know how. Well, is it dramatised? It is dramatised, because I, I think they, they've skipped... Because there's stuff that I remember from the documentary that they don't go into. Right. I can't bring it out because I can't remember it. <laughs> but, you know, it's a very it good, a good watch. Yeah. Was it good? Because um, I remember seeing it advertised in the cinema, and it was 3D, I think, wasn't it? 3D and in IMAX or something, because yeah. I guess the, see, the graphics were supposed to be really good. Yeah, because they have recreated the Twin Towers in, in film form, and... yeah. You watch that and you wouldn't really... I, I, I didn't see it in 3D. I saw it in 2D. Right. Because I don't watch a lot of films in 3D. No. There's only one film on my list that I think I've seen in 3D, but I've seen it in 2D as well. Oh, okay. Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> don't give away my list. That was... Obviously, anyone who'd listened to the last episode or the Star Wars episode would But they been. don't know where it's come. Okay. Number one. <laughs> Spoilers. I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah. You've got to move it around now. So, yeah. Um, they recreated the Twin Towers digitally. Right. And you wouldn't know. You watch that and you think they are actually on that, that building. It's a bit eerie to see them. Um, Probably for a second. And then just yeah, go. yeah. but then you just get stuck into the story and you don't really... Because uh, he's telling the story and they keep cutting out of the story to see him standing on top of the... Um, um, uh, tightrope. No, the <clears throat> woman with her hand in the air. Oh, and by, uh, lib- uh, Statue of Liberty. Statue of Liberty, there you go. The woman, yeah. for our American <laughs> listeners, the woman with her arm in the air. <laughs> Sorry about our disrespect in your history. <laughs> She's French. <laughs> so, the, yeah, so, right, yeah, so why is he standing up there? Cause he's, he's just standing up there and he's just talking to the camera while telling the story. Right, okay. And um, But it is a very good story. And Okay. There's one that I, I don't know why I, I haven't seen it. I think it... It didn't kind of grab me to be a cinema watch, mm. but I think it's. I like him. Mm. I like Robert Zemeckis, the director. Yeah, it's also got Ben Kingsley in it. Did you look at your notes for that? I did look at my notes because I've got uh, Ben Kingsley. Wow, you made um, notes for the first time. I didn't. I didn't make notes. Oh, I've got IMDb. That's <laughs> 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 my, my notes. So, anyway, yeah. So um, that's your number ten. Yeah, 
Ben Kingsley, he's very good at it. And I, I didn't realise it was Ben Kingsley to start with. It's literally <laughs> half, halfway through, I had to Google. He said Ben Kingsley, and I thought he said Ben Kingsley. he got makeup and things like that? He speaks he's French. And, oh, okay. And he's a pretty good actor, isn't he? Yeah. Just pops up in the old film now yeah. and then. He doesn't really do mainstream ones, does he? Apart from Iron Man. Yeah, but... Was that Iron Man? Yeah, Iron Man. Was Iron Man, was it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so you're number 10. My number 10 is The Equaliser. Right, this was a 2014 film. 2014, but um, released in 2015 on right. DVD. Oh, Gen- the DVD came out like January the oh. 2nd. Okay. <laughs> so it just, just edged yeah, its way. Yeah. Um, I saw this at the cinema. Yeah, so did I, like, like last year. Oh, no, right. well, no, Jesus, 2014 now, I guess. Yeah, um, so you should take it off your list. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I really like Denzel Washington. Mm. I can't really name a bad film. Of, of Denzel Washington. So there probably is one. But everything I see of him, I seem to enjoy. Do you want to find out if I find out Denzel Washington? Carry on, explain what... But it, yeah, he basically is a... He's a guy working in a, a hardware store. And you, you see glimpses of his life. He lives alone. He's got a really routine, kind of structured life. He, he can't really sleep. So he goes to this diner uh, at like two in the morning and has um, coffee or a tea and, and reads a book and, and kind of chats to this this young prostitute, I guess, in, in the diner. Yeah. But he's, yeah, just chats to her about life. And so, you, you, you know, you see him, you think he's this nice, normal guy. And then a robbery takes place at the, um, the hardware store. <clears throat> and that's where you start to then get glimpses into him and he, he, his whole, his whole thing is that he, he's the equaliser. So he wants to right wrongs in, in the world. So, yeah, am I on the wrong, up on the right yeah, lines from yeah. what you remember? So, yeah, there's, a, it's basically a Denzel Washington kind of revenge film, which my, in my top 10 ever is Man on Fire, mm. which is a similar, you know, Denzel Washington on revenge, on a revenge mission trying to, um, find, a girl who's been kidnapped. So it captured a little bit of that, which I liked. Um, yeah, I just thought it was a, it was a good kind of action movie, but with some morals and and uh, with some really nice action scenes. Um, what did you think of that one? I really enjoyed it, and you've said pretty much everything that yeah. I can say on it. They're doing a sequel. Are they? Yes. Yeah, because I thought it kind of ended on... Uh, because it ends with him advertising online his services. Yeah. To the, do th- so do you know they're doing a sequel or is that just... No, no I, know, I know for a fact they're doing a sequel because I've got it here. Oh, right. Okay, uh, hang good. On. I'll tell you when it's coming out. I believe it's next year. 2017, that is. Oh, good. Um, I had it, where is it? Anyway, there it is. Yeah, he's a really organised, organised almost like OCD character, isn't he? There's that famous... Well, it was only famous if you've seen it, I guess, but it's on in the trailers where he goes into a room full of gangsters and pimps and sets the time on his watch to these. Oh, yeah, yeah, he counts down. Kind of goes, mm, looks around the room, mm, 19 seconds or something, sets the time on his watch, mm. kills an entire room of pimps and stops the time and it's on like 23 and he's like, ah. <laughs> So it's, yeah, it's, it's quite funny. I really liked it. So Equalizer is my number 10. Uh, Have you found any Denzel films that are bad? No, the only one that I could probably find that I didn't really go much on was Book of Eli. Oh, I liked Book of Eli. No, see, I didn't. No? No. But I just didn't 
It's a good film, it just wasn't, I don't think it's one of his best. It's worth that a is, rewatch, though. Yeah, but, um, so that's probably the worst of his films that I can see on my list of films that I've just brought up. Okay, that's a good sign if that's... Yeah. He's not a person that just does anything, he thinks about what he's going to do. Yeah, he probably only does, what, one a year, one or two a year? Yeah. Um, if that. Yeah. So yeah, Equaliser is my number 10, what's your number 9? My number 9 is The Death of Superman Lives, What Happened? Okay. Now this is the documentary. Mm-hmm. Now Superman Lives, if people don't know, is a abandoned film that Kevin Smith originally wrote. Yeah. And um oh, uh, who's the director? Um Tim Burton. Tim Burton, yes. Tim Burton was going to direct and it was going to have as Superman um I really should have given more research into this. <laughs> <laughs> Well, just don't worry, you don't need to. Yeah, anyway, yeah. So Why did you like it? Um, I love that sort of film because I'm, I'm really into films. And, you, and the fact that this was a documentary about a failed film. Was this the one that was going to have Nicolas Cage? Yes, that's him. That's the guy I couldn't, I couldn't remember. Oh, okay, yeah. Yes. Because there's a picture floating around online of Nicolas Cage. In, in the two that looks terrible, yeah. It looks really weird. It's like yeah. a shiny... Sort that, of... And in the documentary, they actually find that bit of... Like, they're, they're filming him in that costume. Yeah. And they can actually see the flash of the camera that took that picture. Right. And they actually mention that. This is the... Um, this is the moment that that picture was taken. Oh, really? Yeah. But it's very interesting. It's Kevin Smith... It gets Tim Burton. It doesn't get um, that guy whose name you just said, whose name was really good. Uh, Nicholas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't stick in my head. Just one of the most famous actors <laughs> in the world. It's a bit weird. <laughs> he's, gone, he's gone down here. Speaking of Adam Sandler and people, he's... Well, we'll do a film, we'll do a website anymore. We'll do a Nicholas Cage. We'll do a failed yeah. actors yeah. episode. So anyway, yeah, this is the documentary about this, the, um, or what what happens, what, how that film came into existence or didn't come into existence but was, was going to come into existence yeah. right up to the point where they said no we're not going to do it and I imagine if he's got Kevin Smith in it he's, he's quite honest about things is he because he kind of just says what like it is yeah he does and uh, there's famously him and uh, Kevin Smith and Tim Burton don't get on oh really yeah and um, when Tim Burton came on that's when Kevin Smith left basically Tim Burton said right I'm signed on now get rid of Kevin get, Smith well he said I'm bringing my writers in didn't say get rid of Kevin Smith Right. That I'm bringing my writers in, and that's when Kevin Smith dropped out. Okay, it does sound interesting. Actually, yeah. I don't watch many documentaries, but no, it's a very, very good. And what was it called? It's called uh, the the death of Superman lives. What happened? So this was going to be made in what the nineties. This was yeah. Um, <coughs> after um, Batman and Robin, they decided they were going to reboot it. It needed to be. It needed to be. Yeah. <laughs> so it was going to be late nineties. Early two thousand, so it was between um, Batman, Robin, and um, Superman Returns. Right. So I'm not sure if the year Superman Returns came out. But two thousand three, maybe. Yeah. Somewhere. So it's somewhere in there. So it could be the early two thousands. Two thousand six, maybe actually. Mm. Yeah, I think I believe it was going to come out early two thousands. But okay. Um, but it's very interesting because you just you just hear the whole story of it, and it's something that's not really been spoken about. So I guess it was not. Really, it's not. It's never all been put together like this before. Kevin Smith spoke about it. His part of it. Yeah. Other people have spoke about their parts. But this is the first time that someone's got together, got, got all those interviews together, and told the whole story. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. Okay, I might actually check that out. So my number. What are we on nine? Nine. Yeah. Predestination. Predestination. Yeah, this one. No. So it's Ethan Hawke. Right. Um, he basically. It's a time travel film. 
And I love time travel films. That's why Project Almanac, which probably is on most people's bottom top ten of last year, <laughs> was just missed out. I'm a sucker for a time travel film. I just I'm fascinated by the whole thing. So he is what he's a temporal agent. He's called it's an Australian film. Is it? Yeah. Well, I've just brought up the. Oh, okay. Thing. Yeah. There's no, they're not Australian in it, but You're I guess. Right. Um, and he so he's this agent that's been. Um, it's kind of it's really complicated to explain but he's on his final assignment and <laughs> you're reading the plot no I know I know what's coming <laughs> go on go on <laughs> so there's been this one criminal yeah. that he's he's never caught mm. throughout so he's he's hopped through time to try and find this criminal mm. um and really a, a lot of it is this big bar this scene in a bar um where a a man comes in, you think it's a man, um, and tells a story to Ethan Hawke, who's a barman at this point, and explains this whole story about how she was actually a woman um, that kind of went through some, tried out for the space program as a woman, um, almost got to the... <laughs> Why are you smirking? Nothing, 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 nothing. Could you... Okay, so... Well, no, it's just what the... What, um, I don't know, you, you, you're going to get to it now, because I don't know if the film is based on the story that it's based on. Uh, possibly. Yeah, it might be. So this... Carry on. It tells oh, the story this woman, she, and, and then when she's just about to get into the space programme, it's revealed that she's actually got um, her insides, uh, her womb and everything, mm. is set up... She's got male. Right. <laughs> I, I don't know how to. I don't know how they describe it in the film. But she's, she's basically a she's a hermaphrodite. Yeah, so right. she isn't able to try out for the space program, and they actually say to her, "We um, we need to uh, do a, a sex change um, on you because I think she's pregnant." There's a whole. It's very complicated, but right. she, I think I think that's what it is. She basically gets pregnant, um, but she was planning on having the baby going into the space program. They then say actually. We've been able to deliver the baby, but we can't. Um, we, we've had to do a sex change at the same time. So that's this this side thing that's going on. Wow. Whilst Ethan Hawke is flashing about time, trying to find this this criminal that's eluded him. I can't really say much more because it will spoil the whole thing. And right. When, and when, I will show this because people can't see it because this was based on right. short story. There is that got anything to do with giving it away? Or the short story. <laughs> no, right. Okay, because but it is based on that story because they mentioned that those words. Right, but that they're not in it. They're not in it. Right. No. Anybody who's nothing because the short story that's based on. I'm going to give this away. Yeah, yeah. it's based on we are zombies. Well, all you zombies. all you zombies. And I thought, well, Mike loves zombies. <laughs> Earlier in the episode, so I thought oh, this is going to be a zombie film. The first one I thought was going to be zombies. <laughs> Just everything. Everything in my list is a zombie <laughs> film. No, it's it's not. It's um. Yeah, there's nothing about zombies. I don't that book that phrase means something in the film, but I can't say right. what it means. But it is it's one film that I've watched this year and just been like, What the hell? Like baffled by it. And that's not often really nowadays with so with the trailers that films release where they spoil everything in the trailer, it's not often that you can kind of watch something and just think, Jesus, like this is surprising me. Yeah. So predestination, yeah. Ethan Hawke's really good. He's pretty kind of solid in in, in films anyway. Um, he hasn't really been anything. No, the last thing I know the one was in the uh, Purge. Uh, yeah, it was in Purge, but there was the, <coughs> uh, the vampire one. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Daybreakers, Daybreakers. He's pretty good in there. 
but I can't really think of any other films that he's been in. Yeah, well, he's he's pretty standard and, and pretty good in things. But yeah, Predestination is my my number nine. It's right. got seven point four out of ten on um. Stop reading the Wikipedia. IMDb. The IMDb yeah, review <laughs> pages. <laughs> so what's your number eight? Number eight for me is Ant Man. Okay, I just missed out on the 10 for me, but mm. I did like it. Yeah. Um, but it didn't matter, I've watched a lot of videos on YouTube, it didn't make a lot of people's top 10 list down. Yeah. People say that Marvel didn't have a very good, brilliant year. Right. Because they, they had to follow uh, Avengers, the original Avengers. Guardians of the Galaxy last Guardians year. Guardians of the Galaxy, and they sort of um, set the bar very, very high. Mm. Now, um, Avengers Age of Ultron <laughs> isn't on my top 10 list. I don't know if it's on your list. Maybe if we get to it, we will get to it. Um, but I thought it was a good film. And I enjoyed it, but um, I was a bit disappointed with it. And that's probably why my I, my expectations were a bit lower for this one. Right. And um, when I went to it, I really enjoyed it. I went to it seeing it with there's a bunch of kids in the cinema that were doing my head in. Did I see it with you? No, I saw my man. Did you? Yeah. I do that sometimes. I just see my man. Do you? I, I, I haven't done it while well since I've got a new job. Because I can't. But f- my old job... I used to finish work at half twelve on Fridays. Everybody else was at work. <laughs> what so I do? It was, yeah, yeah what I do. Yeah, let's go to cinema. Yeah. So, um, I, yeah, I, I know what you mean. Expectations. Mm. There wasn't as much buzz about it as there is the other ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, Paul Rudd was very good in it. He plays uh, Ant Man. Yeah, he was funny. Yeah. Um, uh, Michael Douglas played um, his mentor in it, and came uh, from Lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I did enjoy it. Um, there was some, there was some clever, I guess, which they could, which they could do something new, which hasn't been done since Only I Shrunk the Kids is kind of set up this world of everything is massive. So there's that funny part in the action film where, uh, sorry, the, um, one of the action scenes at the end where Thomas the Tank, Tank Engine, yes, they make it, make it massive, yes. make it massive, and yes. like funny little jokes like that, that yeah. you can't do in many films because this is quite a specific, yeah, to, thing. to this story, yeah, you can't. Yeah. Just put that into any film or any uh, Avenger, uh, Avengers Universe film. Yeah, it's yeah. only going to be relevant for Ant-Man because it's tiny. Yeah. And I think what it did well was set up Ant-Man now to come into the other films. Yes. And he's got he's going to have his fan base, which won't be as big as compared to the rest, hmm. but there's going to be people like you and like me that hmm. like that character. So yeah. it's going to be funny to see him interact because he's kind of like a bit of a fanboy, isn't he? Like... Well, yeah, yeah, he does. He's like, oh, in the film, like, first thing we should do is call the Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> so he's just like a normal guy yeah. who's just been given this, this suit. Um, no, yeah, that's a good choice, actually. I did mm. like that one. Mm. So what's your number eight? My number eight is The Voices. Oh, yes. This is the film with... Um, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds, yes. Now, I saw this on a plane to Thailand. Right. So um, uh, I saw a very plain edited version. Oh, okay. So it was edited compared to... Have I you seen the I version? It, I haven't seen it since, no. Right. Um, but it's a very odd film. Very odd. And this was one of those ones that had caught me by surprise. I think I just... I was home one day. It was available to rent on Google or something for mm. a, a £3. Mm. I thought, let's watch it. Mm. And it was... It was it was funny. It, it's, it's the story of Ryan Reynolds, who is a kind of a... I guess a serial killer. Well, he's a normal guy. He's, a normal guy. he's got... Um, uh, he's got some... Illness, um, maybe like bipolar or no, something more, like that. that. He's, but his voice is in his head. He's got his voices of the dog, of his dog and his cat, basically, doesn't it? it and um, it's it shows his kind of his decline into 
becoming a serial killer. Yeah. Um, it's so it's really dark and kind of funny. But it's a comedy, isn't it? It's a horror comedy. It's a horror comedy, yeah. So he, he kind of ends up killing a couple of people from in the movie, puts their heads in the in the fridge, um, and you, I guess you're seeing things from his point of view. So his his house is all clean and lovely. Yes, because I remember the bit in it where he's on these pills, so he sees these people's heads in his fridge and they talk to him. Yeah. And then he goes off the pills and, and he opens his fridge door really and he's are. like, yeah. yeah. And you see like these heads and he's, and he starts to panic. Yeah. And he takes the pills again just to get it back to the way it was. Yeah. So yeah, I guess we're seeing the movie through his pilled brain. So... We're seeing things as he is seeing them. Hmm. But yeah, you get little glimpses when he comes off of the pills of how things really are, which is he's got a couple of rot- rotten heads in the fridge, but in his mind, they're, they're all perfectly... Yeah, they they've got makeup and, and hair, like, and they chat, and yeah. they're like, hi, morning. They don't mind that he's... Hmm. I think at one point they're like, why did you kill me? They're sort hmm. of hmm. friendly, yeah. um, which I thought was really interesting, and I've not seen anything like that before. Hmm. Ryan Reynolds, actually, I think is underrated, like... Yeah, because uh, he's going to be in a film that will probably be on my top ten list. Of, it may not be Deadpool. Deadpool, which I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, and I hope it kind of means the come a comeback for him, really, because he. I think since um... two guys are going to pick his place. <laughs> oh God, yeah, that was going way back. <laughs> That's the first thing I can get. Uh... <laughs> but, uh, since Green uh, Arrow, no, no, Green, not Green Goblin. No. <laughs> Why is it Green Lantern? Green Lantern. <laughs> He's he's just sort of gone. He's not gone downhill. He's still good in films, but he doesn't get as many opportunities. Hmm. Um, that's a good Denzel Washington film with him in it. Safe House. Oh, that's what you say. Sorry, I just popped into my mind. There. Oh, no, that's not. Yeah. It would be better if it had Denzel. <laughs> Every film would be better. If it had Denzel. <laughs> yeah, and, and Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. So uh, voices because it's got the dog and the cat in it. Yeah, uh, the, the, the cat's the bad guy. The dog's. The good side of his personality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cat's like an evil swearing Scottish yeah. cat. And the dog's like a, um, a sort of a southern uh, lazy dog. Right. But they're talking to him. The cat's saying, just kill her, just kill people. And the dog's like, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> see, that's how I see dogs and cats, really. Cats are evil, dogs are good. Yeah. <laughs> and he, did you know he actually voiced both? Ryan Reynolds, yeah. Oh, I didn't know. I, didn't I thought know. that was the good little uh, fact. Yeah. Actually, I didn't no. know that. That's because if you if you think about it, then because they are his part of his, his voices, uh, yeah. So they're part of his brain. So it's sort of right that he's done the voice for. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's a weird film, and and it's probably it, it came and went, and it's probably not going to be in many people's top tens. But I really liked it, and I, I kind of want to watch it again. Well, um, it didn't do very well at the box office. No, no. It, it cost eleven million, and according to Wikipedia, which is Correct. Never make any mistakes on Wikipedia. It only made two point two million, so it didn't do very. It was well. a bit of a niche film, though, wasn't it? Yeah. Like the trailer, the trailer wouldn't have sold it to me. It, it didn't make me want to go to the cinema and watch it. It's one of those ones that you just yeah. have to discover, and then word of mouth will make people hopefully see it. Yeah, it did have positive reviews, seventy three percent on Rotten Tomatoes, but um, didn't deliver at the box office. Okay, so we can't expect a sequel. There's <laughs> no. not really one that needs one, but yeah, yeah. So the voices is my number eight. Yeah, what's your number seven? Uh, number seven is Kingsman Secret Service. Good choice. That just missed out, but that was yeah, that was good. Now um, this is the story of it's sort of a James Bond type film, like a spoof. Yeah, um, we play it where you follow the story of a 
How would you describe him? Uh, um, the boy? Yeah. Chav. Yeah, okay, then Chav, yeah. Like a council estate kind yeah. of kid. Whose dad died when he was young. And um, Colin Firth, when he's older, um, helps him um, helps him out and trains him to be a secret agent yeah. to take down your favourite actor ever. <laughs> Samuel Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> Everything goes back to Samuel Playing Jackson. himself, but with a lisp. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. So you can, listeners, you can always tell when I've said something funny because I will stop and cough. No, sorry. When I cough, I've laughed. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so um, it's a very good story and one of the best scenes in it is the um, church scene. Oh, yeah, that's... Where it's just an epic fight with Colin Firth and a load of um, southern hate preachers and racists and evil bastards. Evil bastards. <laughs> and um, they are doing a sequel to that, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's a very good story. It's a bit far-fetched because uh, Samuel Jackson just wants to uh, kill all the bad people, people that don't. Through people that don't appreciate life, isn't yeah, they? yeah, basically, yeah. Is it that, is that, so, is that one? He, he kind of never. It's because they do sort of make fun of it in the film because they sort of they talk about oh, do you like James Bond films? And they're like, yeah, well, my favourite James Bond films are the older ones where the bad guy just wants to take over the world for no apparent reason. Yeah, which is basically that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he does. He wants to do it through the release of a new operating system on phones, isn't it? Hmm. That then. Um, Makes you want to kill someone. Yeah, somehow like, this, this kills something. Yeah, it's got some kind of um, virus yeah. in it. It's very far fetched, yeah. but it's it's easy to watch. Mm. Isn't it? But it's the only film that I think I've seen where they kill off the president of the United States. They kill off um, the Queen. <clears throat> they kill off pretty much everybody that you can think of because everybody who, scene, everybody yeah. that he goes to um, see, yeah, and he gets a tick saying that they're in. They've got a chip in their head. And at the, film, at the end of the film, all these people with chips in there, they die. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> you know, in, in, in a really interesting way, which we won't spoil. Yeah. <laughs> but very interesting and different. Yeah, well, really different. Yeah, yeah. Never, it really, it's crazy when yeah. you think about it. And then it ends with an anal sex joke. It does, which <laughs> some people don't like that. Well, I thought it was funny. Like, <laughs> it, was a bit, it was a strange way to end. Yeah. Well, I guess it probably is, is sort of um, harking back to like the old Bond films, which would end with a... Bond in bed with a yeah with a Bond girl yeah I guess it's one kind of thing ending in bed upper ass <laughs> <laughs> that's nicely put huh? yeah. yeah that was a good choice my my number seven uh, self yeah. poor oh right not seen that not seen that so Jake Gyllenhaal Jake Gyllenhaal is one of those he's on the same scale almost as Denzel I think mm. where he doesn't he picks his movies pretty well he's made the odd mistake Prince of Persia things like that mm. but he um, yeah, he's always pretty consistent, especially in the last few years where he's had Prisoners, Nightcrawler, which may feature later on, oh, right. um, and Southpaw, where, yeah, I mean, he, he piled on weight and muscle from Nightcrawler, which I think was filmed a year in between, hmm. where he's really skinny and weaselly in Nightcrawler. Here is a boxer called Billy Hope, and he, um, don't think this is a spoiler because it's in the trailer, he, um, He's got an anger problem. He's kind of can't control his emotions very well. And there's a particular boxer that's winding him up and digging at him and insulting him. And there's this incident in a, um, after a fight, I think, or sorry, in, no, sorry, after a party, after like a charity event, it's in a, in a hotel lobby 
there's all these people around and one this boxer says something to Billy Hope about his wife. So Billy goes over and hits him and in the kerfuffle, the wife gets shot and dies. Hmm. So Billy Hope is left on his own with his daughter. Um, <clears throat> like he's got nothing now and he's he has depression. He tries to kill himself and it's kind of the story of him... I think he loses rights to his daughter at one point because he tries to kill himself. So it's him trying to build his way back up. Like like these similar boxing, you know, like The Fighter. Have you seen The Fighter? Yeah, It's a similar sort of story. Mm. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was really good. There's, there's nothing really different, you know, I, I'm not, I don't like it because it's different. It's not adding anything new probably to the boxing film genre. But... Um, as a, a kind of a story that you got to get into and you get in, you really want him to succeed and you feel bad for him. That's a, like, you know, a really bad thing to happen. Hmm. Um, so yeah, Southpaw is my, definitely my recommend and makes, and again, just adds more to Jake Gyllenhaal and it's quite an intense role. Um, so yeah, I think if you're a fan of him, I definitely recommend it. All right. Okay. Okay. So what's your number six? We have to number six now. Number six Yep, is Inside Out. Good choice, yeah. Yes, uh, Pixar, um, back to their best after Cars 2. I'm not sure if that was their last one, but Cars 2 was terrible. And um, Pixar very rarely do bad films. Yeah. Now, this is the, a very different story uh, where you you basically you're following the emotions of a young girl. Inside her head. You're inside her head, so she's got five emotions. The main, main emotion that you, um, is joy. But the story is... Um, is how Joy sort of realises that sadness is an important part of this little girl's life. Mm. And it's Joy's relation... Uh, it's like a sort of like a road trip movie, because they, they basically they go off into her brain. Because they've got a task. Yeah, they've they? got to get back these core, emotion, these core emotions. And they're all Joy, all these core emotions. Mm. And basically, uh, sadness touches them, and they start to um, become sad. Yeah, so they start off the movie, sadness, stay away from everything, don't touch everything. Yeah, they make a little circle for her to stand in. Yeah. Don't touch anything. And uh, yeah, they basically, they go off and they, uh, joy and sadness go off and... Um, yeah, it's, like a road, it's like a road trip movie in a way. Like, yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah they, they've just basically got to try and get back to to the... The, the main... Brain, the, main the, the kind of... The, the uh, hub. Yeah. Head, uh, like the headquarters, headquarters of the brain. Yeah. Yeah. Um... But it's very good. Um, I thought it's probably one of Pixar's. I thought that's not their best mm. because Toy Story three is probably my favourite Pixar film. Yeah, well, we'll do a Pixar there. film one day. Yeah, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. <clears throat> I won't discuss that one yet because um, maybe you have got that later on. Oh, okay then. Okay then. Um, right, what's your number six then? Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. Oh, right. this was on my list. Yeah. And then it uh, it fell away because of um, I put the walk in instead. Oh, it okay. was number 10 and I removed it for the walk. It, the, the walk edged it. Yeah. Out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now you know what you're getting with Mission Impossible, I think. They've kind of got their. They, they, they've got the formula. They know the what formula. They're doing. They don't need to diverge from it. Yeah. Diverge? Is that the word? Diverge. They divert from it too much. Yeah. It's the one. It's the one movie that Tom Cruise does that he seems to have popularity with over the last few years. He's tried a few things. I actually liked Edge of Tomorrow. I yeah, haven't seen um, Oblivion. That Oblivion, I didn't. Edge of Tomorrow was good. Yeah. Um, 
Now, I heard that they are thinking of doing a sequel to Edge of Tomorrow, and I'd he wants that. to do a sequel to it. That'd be good. I like, I like, because that's travel, kind of like, it's time travel, and <laughs> like Groundhog Day a bit, and yeah, I mean, and that's after years, what are you looking for? Water. Water. That's after years of um, films, what's that one with Cameron Diaz and him in it? Oh, Night and Day. Night and Day, and that's after years of films like that, which really, you know, Hmm. He kind of lost a lot of popularity, I think. Yeah. But yeah. Mission Impossible, uh, I think Mission Impossible 4 kind of brought him back. And since then, he's done Jack Reacher, so he's maybe got another. I've not seen that. I want, I think that's one film that I want to watch. I like it. I was talking to someone about it the other day, and they, they weren't so keen. But I like I like the books. Oh, it was Grant, I think I was speaking to. Yeah, Grant um, decided to read the books. With his girlfriend Emma. With his girlfriend Emma. <laughs> <laughs> Together, read them to each other. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's. Like really good action, which I, I guess now they they kind of put themselves in the position where they're having to step step it up every time. And mm. like this time, the opening scene was him clinging onto a plane as it took off. Yeah. <laughs> so now they're gonna have to try and beat that each time, I guess. Because uh, they are doing another one, and I believe this is the first time they got the same director back again. Yeah, and he's the same director as Jack Reacher as well. Oh, right, okay. So, so yeah, I think yeah. him and Tom Cruise get on really well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I I liked it. I thought the female um, the female lead character in it was really good as well. Hmm. Uh, do you remember her? Uh, no, she, <laughs> that's not a good sign. But <laughs> uh, she she was. Um, I don't remember. Sorry, I thought you meant there was no name. I remember no, her in the remember, film. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I remember her in the film. I think her name in real life is Rebecca Ferguson, but I don't right. know what her character name is. But yeah, oh, okay. everybody. Um, Simon Pegg is kind of a bit of light comedy relief in there. Hmm. Um. Yeah. So, Mission Impossible. It's my number six. Hmm. What's your number five? My, my five is Mad Max Fury Road, which is what you've just been trying to get up on your iPad. Yeah, I'll bring up bring up the film because I'm like you know then I can like get the information now. Sorry. So I haven't actually seen this. Have you not? Oh, right. no. it's a very good film. From what I gather, I'm missing out on like one of the best films of the year. Yeah, it is probably high. Well, it's not. It's number five of mine, so it's not the best. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a very good movie. It says George Miller's back. He made the, the original trilogy. What has he done apart from that? Um, hang on a second. Because he's well known for other films. Because I, I recognise his name, I think. George Miller, right. What's he done? Bear with us, listeners. Uh, <laughs> Mad Max, Mad Max 2. Um, uh, he's doing Mad Max 5. He did Babe. What, Babe? Pig? Babe as in... Babe as in pig. Babe the Pig. Oh. He did Happy Feet, Happy Feet 2. Oh, wow, okay. I don't know if he directed all these. These are films that he's related to. Uh, video, Fall for Love... 4,000 years... No, he's done... It, right, okay. Um, they've not done massive amounts of films. Right. There's a big... Yeah, I wouldn't know. The Witches of Eastwick. Okay. Um, See, what I've heard about... He was a writer on Babe, by the way. He didn't direct it. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> what, a, what a genius. Did he Did he have anything to do with Babe, Pig in the City? Um, oh, yes, he did. He directed that one. Oh. He directed, wrote it, and produced it. Wow, okay. So there you go. That's convinced me I need to see Mad <laughs> Does Babe feature in Mad Max? Um, they may kill a pig in it. No, they don't. I don't believe they kill a pig in it. <laughs> so what I've heard about Mad Max mm-hmm. is that it's just like one long it's car a, chase. It is. It is one long car chase. But that's good enough, I guess, to make yeah, it... No, it keeps you... Because it's not... Oh, well, this car chase is getting boring now. They need to do something different. They, they keep you entertained the whole way through it, and um, it goes on for about two and a half hours, probably not even that long, two mm. hours. Um, but um, Tom Hardy, yeah, um, and Charlie, Charlie, Charlie Theron, yes. Yeah. Now um, it is Mad Max, but she's probably just as important character 
as he is. Oh, okay. And they play off each other very well. Yeah? Yeah. Is he, is, is he Australian in it? Are they Australian? Is it set in Australia? Or have I just made that up? The originals. Were they, were they set in Australia? I don't know if they were set in Australia, but... Um, uh, I, I can't remember. Now, it's good for me if I don't think... Oh, he's got a terrible accent. I just get sucked into the story. Yeah, so, if you're not uh, thinking of the accent at all. Yeah, I don't think... Oh, I can't get over this accent. He's just... There's the, he's just... Um, and he doesn't have a lot of lines in it. No. And the original ones, uh, Mad Max didn't have the, a, lot, a lot of lines. So, did you see the originals? I had seen them a long time ago. I've never seen, I've never, I don't know, it's just never been on my radar, the whole series, but. Um, the second one is probably the best. Yeah. Yeah. Third one. Will one's Gibson, got, right? Yeah. Third one's got Tina Turner in it. <laughs> Tina Turner? Yes. <laughs> oh, wow. That's but you know, it's a very, very good story. And it's like, they, 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 and they don't try to do a lot of CGI in it. Mm. It's a lot of, Visual, um, the, the effects in it, it's practical. If they could do it, they would do it. Some of the stuff I saw in the trailer was looked very but it's, the, CGI, though. No, 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 no. Uh, they just use colours and stuff quite interesting. Yeah, um, the stuff were like the smoke, there's big clouds of smoke. And cars flying That's, up in it. Yeah, and it's, yeah but they, they did it. If they could do it, they did it. Wow, okay. So it's worth a watch. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, so they are doing a sequel to that, Mad Max 5. Same characters? Well, I suppose it was spoiler if anyone dies, but... Um, well, Mad Max. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, so Tom Hardy's back. Uh, Charlie Theron's probably back, I'm not sure. Okay. So she doesn't die. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so your number five? My number five is Nightcrawler. So this was a 2014 cinema release, but it came out on DVD this year. Mm-hmm. Um, have you seen Nightcrawler? Yes. Well, did we saw it together, I think. Yes. Yeah. This was another one that... I think we just randomly went to the cinema one night. Yeah, I had no idea what the film was about. Literally, yeah. I saw nothing, and you said, do you want to go to the cinema? Um, um, it sounded a bit like Nightcrawler from X-Men. <laughs> <Some profile. laughs> Sounds interesting. Yeah, I think this was a, it was a surprise. It was like, the trailer didn't really give much away about what it was about. And actually, the story, if you say it, which is really just about a guy called Lewis Bloom, um, who really wants a job, and he discovers this kind of interest in, I guess it's like news media. So like um, driving around, filming car car crash scenes or filming crimes. Mm. Or no, sorry, filming like the aftermath of an incident. Mm. And he just becomes obsessed with it and wants to become the most successful yeah. news video videographer. Something, and then he kind of sells his footage to the news stations. So that on its own actually doesn't sound that... Exciting, but then it's how far he's willing to go. Yeah, to get the story. To get it. the story, to yeah. get the best footage. And we won't say too much about it, really. We don't want to spoil it, but some of the things he does to get the best footage is, you know, really bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, And, yeah, so it's just... And, and it's Jake Gyllenhaal playing a character he's not really played before, someone kind of sleazy who's willing to do this horrible stuff to get himself ahead in life and in this kind of industry. Hmm. I, yeah, I really liked it. I think it's set in, like the setting of it is like, it's very dark in LA and um, like the music's good. And I think it's just a really kind of good thriller. What did you think about it? I thought it was a really good film. I thought he was a very good character. He really believed that he was this character that just would do whatever Sleazy, he could yeah. to, get, to get what he wanted. <laughs> Yeah, and manipulated anybody that he could do. Yeah, that's what he's doing. He's, yeah, he's manipulating people. He hires a young kind of um, guy who's also out of work who just wants to help him, and or he wants to 
he he also wants to succeed, but he's he's not quite as driven and yeah. manipulative. So because uh, now this isn't really giving too much away because he's not really the nicest guy in the world, is he? Uh, who the uh, um, assistant Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal? Right, no, yeah, no, I don't want to. I know what the character, yeah, yeah. yeah. But at the end, he doesn't really get proper come up. No, normally yeah. a horrible guy. At the end of the film, he kind of gets away. With he gets things. away with it, really, and he yeah. succeeds, and he actually starts to grow his business. And which I guess is different for this for a Hollywood film. Yeah, normally people get their comeuppance a bit. Yeah, and so that's interesting. Yeah, you know, to see that he maybe you know doesn't get what he deserves. Hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's it's a really interesting film. It's something that kind of flew under the radar a bit, and I think it's got some recognition now. But I'm surprised it it either wasn't, or maybe it was, kind of nominated for more awards and things. Because mm. he did have to completely sort of transform. He lost a lot of weight for it and, um, you know, changed drastically compared to what we're seeing in other things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's your number four? Are we on number four? My number four is Bridge of Spies. Okay, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, Steven Spielberg. Now, this is a Cold War film. Mm-hmm. Um, when you get Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg together, I don't think they've ever done a film that's bad. Yeah. Um, but uh, this is the true story of um, uh, Tom Hanks plays, I can't remember the, he plays a lawyer, mm-hmm. and uh, he has to defend a Soviet spy who's been caught in America. Right. And, um, and then it becomes that he has to then arranged the trade of the spy that America have caught with a spy that the Soviet Union have caught. Right. And so he has to go to the Soviet Union and um, arrange this trade. Which puts him at risk, I'm guessing. He does, because yeah. he's, he's, um, he's not this sort of lawyer. He's, he's a... Um, I'm not sure what sort of lawyer he is. Um, I'm just trying to look at my uh, thing here. Um, he's an insurance lawyer. Oh, right. So he's never done anything like this before. He's trained in it and he's done all the tests and exams and everything to do it. Yeah. But um, his law firm gets thrown in the case and he gets forced to do it. Okay. People in... Uh, because he becomes slightly famous for doing it. He's known for this lawyer who's helping this um, Soviet spy. He's defending him. Right. And there's a bit on the train where he's sitting on a train and everybody read the paper and they see his picture and they start reading it and they look at him and they give him this really horrible look because they're like this guy is helping this Soviet spy oh, right, and then okay. it ends because it ends I'm going to give it away <laughs> sorry but I have to um, with he he arranges the trade literally nobody knows that this is going on Okay, literally not even the government knows it's going on well CIA do but his family doesn't law firm doesn't pub, press don't Right. And but at the end, it all comes to light that he's arranged this trade to free this American hero who's been um, taken prisoner. Okay. And then there's in the paper, so you, the, you see the same woman on the train who gave this really evil look. Just look at it and then give him a little smile. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So is is what? Like, why has not much been not much fuss been made about it? Is it not really properly out yet, or um, um, it's done well because it's, it's made one hundred and forty million, roughly, oh, really? based on a forty million. So it's made a hundred million profit. Oh, maybe I just missed it then. No, it? but um, I think it's been it's got a lot of praise, and I believe it's. Uh, <coughs> Did you see it in the cinema? No, I didn't. I didn't. Um, okay. I watched it legally <laughs> in the future. <laughs> <laughs> Travel to next year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So is it? Where does it rank on the Spielberg Hanks? Uh, I, don't know, I don't know. I can't remember all the films I did. Um, Sandra Ryan, Sandra Ryan, The Terminal. 
Catch Me If You Can. Catch Me If You Can. I watched The Terminal the other day, actually. And I watched Catch Me If You Can, and I watched The Terminal the other day. The only one oh, I've watched in the last, probably, month is... Um, um, Saving Private Ryan. Private Ryan. Right, so uh, out of the four, I would put Saving Private Ryan number one. Yeah. Um. Uh, then... Oh, what was the other one? Bridge Spies. Nah. Terminal. No, that's last. Yeah, And Catch Me If You Can, number two. Actually, is Terminal Spielberg? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Catch Me If You yeah, Can yeah. is my number one, because I haven't seen Bridge of Spies. Yeah. So, um, mine's number one is um, Saving Pat Ryan, um, Catch Me If You Can, um, Bridge of Spies, then The Terminal. Terminal. Yeah. And they're four good films, so yeah. Yeah. it's obviously a good collaboration between yeah, them. Yeah, no, they work. They don't, they don't work together a lot, but when they do... It's worth it. It's worth it, yeah. Okay, I'll have to check that out legally when it comes out. Yes, like I did in the future. <laughs> um, my number five, are we on? Yep. Ex Machina. Well, I've not seen that. I've heard a lot of good things, but I've not seen it. I think so. It's, I think it's Ex Machina or Ex Machina. It's spelled Ex Machina, but I think you pronounce yeah, it. Yeah, Ex Machina, I believe it's. Um, I watched that on New Year's Eve. Um, in, in the cinema? No, on... Um, it's been out for ages. It's on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's on uh, now TV. Is that all right? Yeah, it's, uh, through legitimate means. Mm. Um, yeah, it's a really interesting story. It's uh, actually Dom Hall, Dom Hall Gleason, who we mentioned last episode. So the guy who played General uh, Hux was it in in Star Wars? The kind of when I listened to a bit of the last episode right. and I realised that I had no memory of recording that episode I remember doing it right. but I don't remember anything you said I don't remember anything I said I was like, did we talk about this and I didn't, I don't, I don't, I've realised that when you talk I don't take it in that's not a good sign are we? Well, I don't have to take it in someone has to that's both yeah. <laughs> hello listeners thanks for taking it in yeah. um, so he played the guy in Star Wars that did the kind of really ranty speech Remember? Oh, yeah. Bad guy? Yeah. You've seen it twice. Yes, no, no, Jesus. <laughs> You're like an old man. Okay, so Donald Gleason is, he wins a prize to go, he's a kind of an IT nerd. Hmm. He wins a prize to go and stay at the, the boss of this IT company's kind of high-tech house out in the middle of the forest. And hmm. um, while he's there, he's there for a week, the boss, who's played by, he played by Oscar Isaac, who played Poe in Star Wars. Hmm. Yeah? Yeah. You know that one. <laughs> um, he asks Donald Gleason, can't think of his name in the movie, to um, take part in a test, a Turing test. Yes. So I don't know about the Turing test. You know about that? Yes. So, and he makes him sign a disclaimer to never talk about it. Mm-hmm. And essentially, he is there for the week to run these tests on a AI, mm-hmm. on a robot that he's created. Yeah. Now, the Turing test, people don't know, that's a real test that people have done mm. or, but there's never you know, no, nobody has ever been able to pass this test basically this test is to if you can create an AI mach- machine mm. that can pass this test and this test is to see if this machine has real thought and emotion and real artificial intelligence yeah and in the real world this has never been passed they've never been able to do, get this far no. in this film so in this film he um, has a series of meetings with the this this female female-looking robot. Mm. So she's a robot. She's got a female's face um, and hands, I think, but the rest of her is robot. Mm. And I can't kind of... I don't want to say too much more than that because it's a real, like, kind of almost, like, creepy at points because 
the boss is um, the boss is like a, a drunk. He drinks a lot, hmm. so he makes things all a bit uncomfortable. Um, it's just a really interesting film. It's one of those where I've never seen anything like it, and um, yeah, you kind of don't know what's going to happen next as he gets to know this robot. Um, he almost kind of starts to fall in love with her a bit, or at least he's so fascinated by her because she, if she was wearing normal clothes and skin, she acts like a, a woman mm. and she thinks and she's quite quick and yeah. Yeah. Is, is it something you've been interested in watching? You just I do. I just haven't got around to watch it yet. And it's something that I would want to watch. It may be on my list next year. And, and in hindsight, looking at my list, actually I, I probably would put it above this next film, but um, yeah, I definitely recommend Ex Machina. Hmm. Okay. What's your next one? My next one, which we're, where are we up to? Number um, three, four. Number three, I'm up to. <clears throat> no, four, aren't you? No, I'm three. Could we just by saying on? Yeah. What was the number? Was that? <laughs> okay, I think I'll put an extra one in, which means I'm going to leave off this next one because I wasn't quite sure about it anyway. What is it? Just for normal mention? Jurassic World. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was all right. It was going to be on my list, but yeah. no, it fell off my list. Yeah. Time. It was nowhere this high. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how I put it so much. <laughs> okay, so number three. Yeah. For me, is The Martian. Okay, yeah. Yeah, this is Matt Damon. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a, um, sorry, people don't know, of the of a man who is trapped, um, who's stranded on Mars for, I can't remember how long, a couple of years or a year or nine months. Yeah, He's on there 500 and something days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, and he has to survive until uh, people can get back there to save, to rescue him. Mm. And um, uh, it's very much... Um, a review that I saw when it came out said it's very much um, Apollo 13 meets Castaway. And that is the best way I can describe this movie. Yeah, yeah. And I've, I've, <laughs> basically that's what it is. Yeah. So it's a lot of him on his own on this planet, but it's people in space trying to rescue him. Mm. So that's, that's a very, very good film. Yeah. Very, very good. I mm. agree. I won't, yeah. I won't discuss it. Because you've got, you got, you got it on the down Because <laughs> it may, may pop up on my list. <laughs> yeah. But no, I agree. And yeah. that's a good way of describing it, actually. Apollo 13 meets Castaway. Yeah. Um, mm. With a bit of interstellar maybe thrown in there. Yeah, a little bit. And gra- a bit of gravity. <laughs> yeah, a bit of anything other <laughs> space. Of any space film. <laughs> yeah. um, so my next one is... Star Wars, The Force Awakens. Oh, I can't mention this one because it might be on my list favourite one. We know it is. And we already know it's number one. Yeah. (laughs) You gave that away. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry about that. Um, Yeah, people who listen to our Star Wars episode know my feelings on it. I think I'm I'm still pretty much there. It's maybe in my mind um, lost a bit of the kind of initial excitement from it mm. which it was bound to I guess because we recorded 10 minutes after getting out of there yeah um, and I haven't seen it again whereas you have yeah and I will be seeing it again and you'll be seeing it again this wow. weekend Jesus <laughs> um, yes but I, I think I, I do want to see it again and when I talk to people about it um, and when and, and when I kind of hear podcasts talking about it it does remind me oh yeah that was clever that was clever I've heard a couple of reviews um, from people on other podcasts saying actually it's quite some elements of it are quite depressing when if you were a fan of the original mm. three the, yeah. the first three to see Han Solo's journey because I, I can't remember but I'm guessing episode six ends on a higher yeah the, the, the defeat of the empire they're all having a party on a what planet so then if you now see him in this, in this film where he's really he's kind of 
he's lost his ship, he's lost his son, he's lost his wife. Mm. So I think I've heard some aspects of it. I don't see it like this because I'm not attached to the other ones. But actually it's quite depressing and sad to think, oh, so for the last 30 years he's been rambling around in space trying to get his ship back or whatever he's been doing. Yeah, we haven't been doing that all 30 years. No, but he's been, he's not... It's, do you get that side of things? Do you have you thought about that, or is this new? Um, no, I can sort of see where they're coming from, but um, I don't really want to go too much into it because it's you don't want to think too negatively of it. No, but what I can think of because my um, I call my brother-in-law. Um, he didn't like it, right? Not at all. But he really liked the original because he thought it was too much like a new hope. I've heard people say it's a re yeah there, there aspects are, of it there are parts in it that are very much the same plot as a new hope and my sister said it's the same plot as a new hope mm. but um that's that's not a bad thing a new hope is a good film and it okay it does have very similar plot points but it's not i, I enjoy it and they they I, I said this to my sister they could have been worse they could have done they could have redone phantom menace <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think probably if you think about that this is the most hyped movie probably in the last 20 years had yeah. like a whole year of a year plus of hype yeah so what jj abrams had to do was live up to this massive massive hype so probably he thought all right i need to keep it close to some elements that people loved hmm. for this first one from here on out they won't have as much hype or at least the the, the Star Wars universe or a Star Wars story or whatever they are, you know, the ones that aren't the, the main, the yeah, old the, characters. The, yeah, yeah. The, the prequels um, or whatever. Yeah, the... Um, I think they call called the Star Wars an, anthology. Anthology, yeah. The Star Wars anthology ones. They can now kind of go off on something new and, and develop a whole new... Um, yeah, even the sequels can. Yeah, because they've done this one now that's been quite loyal to the old ones. Yeah, now they can, now people. they've got rid of, they've got, they've got the audience back. Yeah. They can now... Some of them they've probably peed them off, but not enough to never watch it again. I mm. guess if you're a Star Wars fan, you're going to watch a Star Wars uh, yeah. to to kind of figure out what you think of it. Yeah. Um, I know you don't want to discuss it too much. No, well, we, you know, we can, because people know it's my number one. Well, and I, uh, it is my number one. So yeah. <laughs> we just, um, we basically need to know what my number two is. And we yeah, just do your number two, and then we can come back to Star Wars. Well, no, we, we, we do need to come back to Star Wars. <laughs> no, probably not. I, I like Star Wars. It's, mm. it's my number three. Mm. Um, I hope it holds up from a second watch. Mm. Um, what it has done is it's kind of brought me into the whole Star Wars mm. universe, yeah. because I wasn't a fan of the other ones. Didn't dislike them, didn't really like them. I haven't seen enough of them. Mm. Um, but it's definitely intrigued me about the future ones. Right. Okay. Okay. All right. And my number two yeah. is Creed. Okay. There we go. Good choice. Good. I like Creed. Yeah. I didn't put it on my list, actually. I think, I don't know why. I think because I only watched it the other day. I'd, I'd uh, you haven't had time to let it, um, to let it fester in my mind. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, now, this is the sequel to. Um, uh, the um, Rocky. Rocky films. Yeah. Now this is very, very similar to the first Rocky film. Now that, yeah. that, that bad, that's not a bad thing. They've done what Star Wars. They've done. done what Star Wars done. They've gone. They've got the bits that worked and that people enjoyed. Yeah. And then they've put it into this film. That's um, this is tells, tells the story of uh, Creed, Apollo Creed's son, played by Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. Not the basketball player. Not the basketball player. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, he never knew his dad. His dad died before he was born. Yeah. yeah. Died in the ring. 
Yes, I know he died in the ring, but I don't know Yes. So, uh, no, because his wife isn't, his wife isn't his mother. He had an affair. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the woman in the film isn't his mother. No, she is. No, no. She's his wife. It's his wife, but not his mum. Yeah. Because she raised him because his mum died. Or it's totally happened to her mum. Yeah. You don't know. Actually, you never find out, do you? No, she, she, she says, I'm sorry to hear what happened to your mum. Oh, okay. So you don't know what happened. She, you assume she's died. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she, he grows up wanting to be a boxer. Um, he doesn't want to um, use the, the name Apollo Creed. Too good. Or Creed. Yeah. Rocky, not Rocky Johnson. Something Johnson. Yeah. Um, um, I can't remember the name. He oh, uh, what's his name? Yeah, he's got a really Greek sort of um, name. Yeah. I'll, th- I'll think of it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. He um, So he's trying to make his own way in the boxing world, but then he decides to go to um, Rocky for Rocky to train him. Yeah. And... Robert Rocky trains him. Somebody finds out, oh, this is Apollo Creed's son. And they want to have a fight with this um, Irish guy. Liverpool Scouser guy. The Scouser, yeah. Adonis. Adonis Johnson is called. Oh. Creed. Okay, there we go. Um, <laughs> yeah, so they... I didn't they, like that they had an English guy in it. Did you know? <laughs> no, no, it was too, it was too Liverpool. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I guess he played, he played someone that you're not necessarily yeah. supposed to like. Yeah. Now, um, without... I'm going to give away the ending again, as I do. Spoilers for Creed, everybody. <laughs> okay, I won't. I won't. Yeah, it's quite new. I won't yeah. give away Creed. Watch it. It's, uh, say it's very similar to the first film, and um, it ends in a similar way. Yeah, and it kind of... I mean, I imagine people know, it, or imagine that it would end up in a big fight. Oh, yeah, the whole film is leading to a fight. Yeah. And actually, the, the, the end result doesn't really matter, mm. in a way, does it? It's kind of about his journey. Yeah. Um, no, that's what that's what the original um, Rocky films were about. In the um, later on films, not not the uh, Rocky Balboa, but three, four, and five, mm. it's very much a have a fight, lose, and then go back and fight him again. Yeah, that's pretty much <laughs> that was the format they Just had. Over and and over throw over. in about five or six different um, um, what's the words. Uh, montages. Yeah. Yeah. That film does have a montage. Does have a montage. montage. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be a Rocky film. It's not a Rocky film, but in the Rocky universe. Yeah, without, without a montage. montage. <laughs> it, was, it was good to see Stallone back as Rocky as well, although he's yes, he looking is, very he old. Is. Yeah, and... Um, but he has something new to his character. Yeah, yeah. We won't spoil that bit, but no. something he has to deal with, didn't he? Which yeah. I thought was quite... Quite good, like quite good to make it to add something to him. Yeah, he's not just there. He's not just the Mickey character. He's no, yeah, he's not just there to train. Yeah, he's, he's got his own thing his own to do with lines going on in his own life. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good choice actually. I, I hope that because Michael B. Jordan, a few films I've seen him in, he's really good. Hmm. Um, so and I, from what I've been hearing, he may be nominated for an Oscar for this. Oh, Stallone also might have read. Oh, okay. don't know for sure, but um, yeah, I think this is gonna. Do you think it's going to be the start of a trilogy or a, a series? Um, I don't know. Um, they could go on, but I'm, I'm worried that they're just going to keep repeating what Rocky did. Cause, yeah. So it was very similar to the first Rocky film. <laughs> they could just do it again and it'll be like Rocky 2. So they'd need to take it off on its own Yeah, if they do, they've got to have, they can't just keep redoing those stories. They've got to, they've got to have a, an original idea. Yeah. Okay. So what are we on, number two? Uh, well, that was my number two, but you know my number one, so you got two or one to do. So my number two, already mentioned, Inside Out. 
All right, yep. This is one, and I think I mentioned it even in our first podcast. Yeah, because you weren't, you're not a fan of, we weren't a fan of Pixar films. And I'm a fan, a fan of Pixar films, but you trailer the trailers time. don't sell me on it. Right. And I think Inside Out was the, the dinner table scene was basically the trailer, hmm. uh, where she's kind of throwing a tantrum and the parents are, you're inside all of their heads. Yeah. And I thought, oh, okay, it's, it's different, but it didn't, it didn't grab me enough to see it. But when I saw it, I got really into it, and yeah, it was it was quite it's like a real like up and down like emotional. I did I found it emo- emotional. I don't know why because I'm not a eleven year old girl that the character is, but mm. I guess where the journey of the emotions it kind of does make you think a bit about that sort of thing. And I like the voice actors that played all the emotions, like um, especially sadness. Have you if you have you seen the American Office Office USA? No, I never watched. The, I watched the UK Office, and I. Well, no, I love the UK office, but I thought it would be an American version of it. And it, it started off as, as literally an American copy, mm. but then as it went on, it kind of developed its own style. Style, Yeah. So, yeah, I recommend that if you're watching. But had a couple... So, Sadness is voiced by someone from The Office who's perfect, really, when you th- if you know her. Mm. Um, yeah, I just thought it was a nice little film. I thought it was quite like quite adult really and and like quite complex with the story it wasn't about some talking cars or anything like that it was Mm. do you know what I mean it was it was quite grown up um compared to some so yeah I I really liked it I know we've discussed it so there's not much more to say than that I know we joked about there being a sequel um you probably if you can't remember the last one you probably can't remember this uh, almost you know a sequel of her as a teenager. Oh, yes. With lust emotions. Yes. <laughs> I think they could genuinely do a sequel with her as a teenager and the emotions mm. to do with that, not necessarily lust. Yeah, because that'd be a bit weird for a Pixar film. That'd yeah. be a bit weird, but, but they could deal with love. Yeah, they, you know, and, they could bring in other emotions and stuff, but you see her parents, her parents don't have other emotions. They literally no. only have those five. And I don't know whether they always need to do sequels to Pixar. Things like Toy Story, I get it. Things like Cars, I don't know. No, I don't, think, I don't know why they're doing a Cars 3 as well now. now. <sighs> yeah. yeah. I Please guess the car, the, they must sell enough figures to, to Well, yeah, some, there, is, there is a market out there. There must be, but... Yeah. Hmm. So that's my number two. Yeah, we know my number one is Star Wars. And we know, well, I know my number one, and you've already discussed it, The Martian. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So I read the book of The Martian a couple of years ago right. and I was intrigued by it because the whole book is is him stranded on a planet like the movie is mm. um, so you're even more there's even more of him talking to you because he's narrating the book mm. but he's really funny funnier than he is in the film but I think Matt Damon was perfect he was kind of what I pictured right. now I've seen him in the film at the time I didn't but mm. um yeah, I just thought it was really clever. I like the the science of it. I like that it's it isn't just a guy cast away on Mars. He's actually has to do has to as he says in the film, science the shit out of it. Yeah. <laughs> so he has to figure out how to grow food because I think he's stranded on an on a planet with he's stranded on Mars with thirty days worth of food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but, it's going to yeah. take them four hundred days to get to him. Yeah, so um, they use potatoes to grow more potatoes. So yeah, he needs to think of ways to farm and mm. and to and to find you know ways to communicate and stuff. So mm. yeah, the film I didn't see it at the cinema. I missed it at the cinema for whatever reason. But I just um, was really looking forward to it coming out, and so I was able to see it recently. And it yeah, it lived up to my expectations. So yeah, it's my number one. I want to get the DVD and kind of 
see the making of it, I think, as well, because I, I, I read that Matt Damon actually didn't meet any of his, any of the other actors until the premiere, I think. Oh, right. oh yeah, because it is, it is him. It's him. Um, no, right get, until that last no, scene, that's, actually. No, it's like the first scene, aren't they, all together? Oh, sorry, yeah, they are. But then maybe they filmed that at the end or something. I th- so maybe he met them on the last day of filming or something. Right, okay. Because um, a lot of it is just him on his own. Yeah. And he, he was... I don't know, it ends with him on Earth. Yeah. Yeah, on, well, not his own, but he's in a classroom or something, isn't he? Yeah, spoilers yeah. again. <laughs> he gets home, there we go. It's quite a new film. Yeah, so The Martian is my number one movie of 2015. Mm. And yours is Star Wars. Yeah. So it was a pretty good year for space... <laughs> Yeah, movies. Yeah. Space <laughs> movies did did uh, well this year. Yeah. yeah. Um, right. Well, now we were going to talk about Jessica Jones this episode. We've gone mm. for two hours already, and I think we should do that next episode. Do you think? Yeah. <laughs> it gives us more time to digest. <laughs> yeah. We're just peeing people off now because we've promised Jessica Jones <laughs> reviews <laughs> since the first podcast. But we hope you've enjoyed our uh, rambles. Yeah. And. Yeah, we'll we'll be back next week with maybe maybe a purely Jessica Jones episode. <laughs> yeah. With um, I've got some contributions from listeners. Gives them another week. Mm. We're, yeah, we'll try yeah. and record at the weekend. Maybe it gives them another week to get in some some uh, some thoughts of Jessica Jones. Is there anything else we want to discuss next week? Do we want to open it up to listeners to? To suggest anything? Yeah, anybody who has any ideas they want, or anything that they want us to talk about or they want our opinion on anything, let us know. What's coming up this month? Any good movies coming out this month? Um, well, it's, uh, it's January, so it's, it's coming up to Oscar season now. Yeah. So, um, I can't... Hateful Eight. Uh, Hateful Eight, uh, I haven't seen that. I've seen Ridiculous Six. <laughs> yeah, which... Which, um, we, we always try and talk about it. We just won't talk about it. It's not worth talking no, about. It's not even worth talking about. So Adam Sandler's not... not no, he's it. not He's not redeemed himself. <laughs> he's, um, well... <laughs> I don't know what he's doing next, but um, I... It, it won't be on my list for this year no. of um, greatest films. <laughs> I'll, um... I just want to quickly get in a quick TV recommend recommendation. The Grinder. Sounds... Sounds oh, this like, is what you texted me about, the grinder. Yeah, the grinder. You said it's grinder. And I'm coming out like, is that all of that for <laughs> homosexuals? <laughs> it is, but it's also a sitcom in America which stars um, Fred Savage from The Wonder Years. Did you ever watch The Wonder Years? I did. I didn't ever, never really... Wonder Years wasn't a was show it? that I enjoyed. I don't know how I ended up, how I watched it because it probably wasn't... I wasn't the demographic. I was only like six. But it was just something on and it was kind of... But it's him now, grown up. He's also the moly, moly, moly guy from <laughs> Austin Powers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he's he's really funny in it. Um, it's got Rob Lowe in it. Do you know Rob Lowe? Yeah. So Fred Savage is, is a lawyer. Rob Lowe is his brother who played a lawyer on TV for like 10 years. So it feels like he knows how to do lawyer things. Hmm. Um and it's, it's funny. So I recommend The Grinder. Maybe watch it this week and we'll discuss next time. Watch a few of them. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I'll see what I can do. See what you can do. See if you can fit in your schedule. Yeah. What are you looking for there? I'm just seeing what um, Adam Sandler films has got coming up. Okay. So if he can <laughs> redeem us, himself. Give us a well. couple. Um, he is... Uh, well, he's only got one film that he hasn't out yet mm. called The Do-Over. And it's an American comedy film directed by um, Stephen Brewer, written, stars Adam Sandler, by plot... Two down on their luck guys decide to fake their own deaths and start 
over and new identities. Who's that? Who's the guy in it with him? Um, the usual David Spade. Is Kevin James in there? No, Kevin James isn't listed. Right, I'm not interested. <laughs> <laughs> but Kevin James isn't in um, Ridiculous Six. Oh, yeah, why not? Because I've been probably too good for it. Pro- probably, actually, yeah. He is. Okay, well, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, we're on Twitter, at the AM Show Pod. We've got about, we, we just passed the milestone of 500 followers on Twitter the other day. Did we? We did. <laughs> so, yeah, thanks for everyone who's following us and who retweets us. We, it's really great, actually. We put out a tweet uh, yesterday saying that we're co- recording. I think we had, like, 10 retweets within a couple of hours. So people are really hmm. supporting the show, even if they haven't heard it yet. Um, <laughs> so I don't, know, I don't know why they are. We must sound more interesting mm. than we actually are. Um, you can email us on the AM Show Podcast at gmail.com So send them, send you Jessica Jones thoughts. Um, let us know what you think of the grinder if you're watching it. We've got a new follower. Got a new follower. Claire Burgess has followed us. <laughs> Claire Burgess. Thanks. Who else we got? By Laurel Video. This is. How is this movie? A lot of movie podcasts. There's a, my podcast list is massive of things to listen to. <laughs> I'm running out of... I haven't got enough audio time in my brain to listen to it. But um, a lot of you guys who are retweeting us and supporting us, thank you. And we will get around to listening to you um, as you have with us. Um, so thanks for listening. And we will speak to you soon. Goodbye. Goodbye. Mel rolls. What? Mel rolls. Oh, <laughs> Mel does not roll. <laughs> I hate you, Mel. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>